<laughs> Sister Geller, how are you? Yes. Yes. But you know, if Okay, ladies and gentlemen, if you could take your seats, please, especially those in the audience. Mr. Myers, do we count correctly? Shh. Thank you. If you would, in the audience, please take your seats. Thank you. Commissioner Furr, are you with us on the phone? Hi, Mayor. I'm here. Hey, great. Good to hear you again. Thank you, sir. Again, our deal is if yep. I don't, you know, just shout at me and say I want to be in the queue, whatever, okay? <laughs> I will. I will. Okay. We are now going to call the order of the Broward County Board of County Commissioners FY24 tentative millage rates, budgets, and non ad valorem assessments meeting this Thursday, September the 7th, 2023 at 5.06 p.m. All righty. So here goes the script. Good evening, I'm Lamar Fisher, Mayor of Broward County. Tonight, the Broward County Board of County Commissioners will conduct public hearings on the proposed millage rates, budgets, and special assessments that will support county services during the fiscal year 2024. This is the first of two public hearings as required by law. The purpose of the hearing is to receive comments regarding the county's budget, tax rates, and special assessments, and to provide information on the budget and the proposed amendments. The public hearings will be conducted in three sections. The first section will include public hearings on countywide and Broward Municipal Services District area millage rates and budgets. The second section includes public hearings on the proposed special assessments for fire and garbage collection in the Broward Municipal Service District area. And the third section will include public hearings on the millage rates and budgets for the county's dependent water control districts. Commissioner Udine's a nice favorite. An agenda listing on all the items to be discussed under the order of the items is available, of course, at the entrance of the chambers. If you are interested in addressing the Board of County Commissioners about any item on the agenda, please register with a county staff member at the entrance of the Commission chambers. County staff is also available at the entrance to answer any questions about the county's budget and taxes. If anyone has questions about property value assessment, or exemptions, the property appraiser's office can be reached at 954-357-6830. That's 954-357-6830. Or by email, Marty Kier at bcpa.net. Or the property appraiser staff is available in room 111 on the first floor of this building from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Monday, 
through Friday. The last day to file an appeal with the Value Adjustment Board to challenge your assessment is September the 18th. It's a very important date for you to understand. And with that introduction, let's begin. Aggregate millage rate. The fiscal year 2024 tax rate certified for the Notice of Proposed Property Taxes will result in a 9.93% aggregate increase in property taxes when compared to the taxes generated from the aggregate rollback rate. The rollback rate generates approximately the same amount as taxes as the prior fiscal year, plus taxes generated from new buildings are added to the tax roll. The aggregate millage rate of 5.5826 as compared to an aggregate rollback rate of 5.0783 includes all ad valorem taxes levied by the county and its dependent districts except for voted debt service taxes. This aggregate millage rate is the basis of the state required advertisements concerning the budget and taxes. The rollback rates and the percentage change in the property taxes are based on the assessment roll by the property appraiser in Mr. Keir's office. Item A, countywide millage and budget. The public hearing is open on the general county millage rate and budget. The proposed millage rate for the general county purposes as advertised in the notice of proposed property taxes exclusive of debt service is 5.5492, which represents a 9.95% increase in the property taxes compared to a rollback rate of 5.0472. The proposed millage rate for vote Voted debt service is 0.1198. When combining the above two elements, the proposed millage rate for all general county purposes, including debt service, is 5.6690. The same as last year. I would like to introduce County Administrator Ms. Monica Sapiro to provide an overall view of the proposed county budget and millage rate. Ms. Sapiro, it's up to you. Thank you, Mayor. Today we're presenting a budget for fiscal 24 based on the revised Schedule A and Schedule B documents distributed on the afternoon of September 6, 2023, totaling $8.680 billion, which is $1.72 billion more than fiscal year 23. The operating budgets reflect an increase in the amount of $555.2 million, largely due to increases in the airport, Port Everglades, transit, and tourist development program that have fully recovered from the pandemic in addition to increasing funding for public safety and affordable housing. It also reflects an increase in the capital budget of $1.163 billion, largely due to the budgeting of the Forensic Science Center, an increase of capital projects at the airport and surtax projects, including the Primo plan. Finally, there's an increase in the debt service budget of $1.6 million. The general fund budget proposed for fiscal year 24 totals $1.819 billion which is an increase of $166.2 million. The general fund budgets for constitutional officers, including the Broward Sheriff's Office, property appraiser, supervisor of elections, and clerk of courts, increased by $73.1 million. Tax increment payments for municipal redevelopment continue to grow due to an increase in the tax rolls, which is an increase of $8 million compared to fiscal 23. Other changes for the coming year are an additional $4 million for affordable housing, an increase in mental health for jail diversion of $1 million, an increase in reserves by $4.2 million for future funding for county facilities, an increase in reserves by $1 million for emergency and preparedness, and a $2.6 million increase in the reserve for ad valorem tax revenues to safeguard against economic trends. 
To support the general fund, the certified property tax roll increases 11.02% when compared to the roll used for the adopted fiscal year 23 budget. However, we do not anticipate this level of growth to continue. The fiscal year 24 total millage rate remains the same as fiscal year 23 with a slight decline in debt service millage and a corresponding increase dedicated for general capital projects. This shifting within the same total rate will help the county maintain the property tax-supported capital program. With over $2.9 billion in tax-supported assets, it is essential we ensure that our investments are adequately maintained in the future. More importantly, we look to these capital projects to be major jobs, stimulus, particularly with the board's focus on supporting local businesses which hire local residents. It should be noted that county taxes make up less than one quarter of the overall property tax bill. The increase in assessed value for homestead property owners is capped at 3.0% for the fiscal year 24 year and generally homestead taxpayers will experience a slight increase in county taxes. For other properties, the change in the assessed value of each property will determine how much the property taxes will change. The final budget hearing to adopt the county budget and tax rates is scheduled for September 19th. Thank you, Mayor and Commissioners. Thank you very much, Mr. Pirro. So at this time, I'm going to ask the Office of Management and Budget, is there anyone from the public signed to speak? I think we have approximately 14 or so folks that have signed up. So, Mr. Good. Anderson, how are you? Good. Good to see you, Mayor. Okay. Uh, yes, at this time, we currently have 15 people signed up to speak with a few more on the way, I believe. So Very good. So we'll start with our first speaker, and you'll handle those. Yes. The first speaker is Patricia Combs, followed by Abby Stafford. Yes. Yes. Since we have more than 15, it'll be two minutes per, per speaker. And their timers in front of them, yes. Good evening, ma'am. Good, good evening, uh, Mayor Fisher and the fellow commissioners. Good to see you today. Um, here, well, I'm here today as the Regional Director of Florida, Florida Rising. My name is Berticia Combs, and we're asking for a $2.6 million allotment for a right to council project. We've spoken to several people on the dais here before. I sent all your offices some information today. Um, just want to say that everyday hardworking families within Broward County are facing homelessness. homelessness. Uh, a, 20, a September 2022 Broward Housing Report reflects that 62% of renters' households are cost burdened and 52% are severely cost burdened. Building more affordable units can be seen as a long-term solution, but short-term we feel that a right to council can help fill some of the gaps. Um, by, according to a March 23 report, an estimated 500 people, uh, there'll be an estimated 500 people surge in homelessness. And with this initial $2.6 million investment, we feel that this pilot program will be able to impact 484 homes with an average of 2.6 people in each home, meaning that we can impact and possibly keep over 1,200 people housed. So it may seem like a lot of money, but at the end of the day, you're going to see a great return on investment. Stout, which has had done reports throughout the country, has uh, in other municipalities, they've seen a three to six dollar return on the investment. So every one dollar that you spend in a right to council program could potentially see three to six times in reinvestment and cost savings when it comes to homeless services and other things that that we do to keep people safe. So again, we're just 
trying to implore you. I know that there's, the budget is pretty tight. <laughs> um, we know that other people are asking for a, a lot of money right now, but we think this is a small investment that will have a huge impact on Broward County, which is one of the least affordable places to find a, a unit for a family right now. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the sending us the information. We appreciate that. The next speaker is Abby Stafford, followed by Katiana Masril. Commissioner Ryan, we're going to go through the public speakers first, okay. and then we'll come back for the dice. Thank you. Good evening, Mayor, Commissioners. Um, my name is Abby Stafford. I am a lifelong Broward County resident. I am here tonight uh, to implore you to reduce the proposed millage rate. In this inflationary economy, taxpayers have seen an increase of over $700 over the past two years in their monthly budgets. Small business owners, landlords, and residents in general are still struggling to recover from the shutdowns, the rent moratoriums, and reduced capacity mandates of 2020, a period during which none of the commission or county administration missed a paycheck. Residents' budgets are already razor thin, and whether you're a property owner or not, every single resident in the county will feel it if you don't lower the rate. We are all having to tighten our belts and cut back on discretionary spending. The county needs to do the same. Our neighbors to the north and the south are lowering, are lowering their rates. With property values through the roof countywide, if you cannot lower the rates now, then when? Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Stafford. Thank you. Next speaker. Next speaker is Katiana Masril, followed by Geraldine DeBianchi. County Commissioners, thank you for your time today. My name is Katiana Mazar. I am the um, Director of Operations and Management at Coast to Coast Legal Aid. I have been employed with Coast to Coast Legal Aid for the last 19 years. I started off as a landlord tenant attorney. Um, I will just briefly speak to you about who we are in the services that we provide to the community. Coast to Coast Legal Aid is a sister organization of legal aid services of Broward County. We are located in the same building. However, we are a separate entity. We don't currently receive any funding from the county. We provide services to uh, those in the community who are, uh, have family law issues seeking divorces, um, injunctions um, for um, uh, protection from uh, their abusers. We also have a public benefits department and a senior law project department. And through our senior law department, we provide assistance to tenants. Um, a lot of our tenants are seniors who are facing eviction because they cannot afford to pay the rent. The seniors live on a limited income, and this is increasingly becoming a great problem for our county and for our staff. We only currently have employed three um, staff attorneys to handle the landlord and tenant cases and two paralegals. And Broward County, it has a population of nearly two million people. So we are here to provide these services. However, um, due to the lack of staff and funding, we're unable to provide more legal assistance to those tenants who need or require legal representation at their eviction hearings. Um, thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Mayor. Next speaker. Next speaker is Geraldine DeBianchi, followed by Jeff Hittleman. Hey, good good afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Geraldine DeBianchi, and I'm the Mobile Justice Squad attorney at Coast to Coast Legal Aid. The Mobile Justice Squad concept 
came about because we saw a need in the community. There was a justice gap where seniors were entitled to the services that we provided, but they couldn't get to us. They were homebound or transportation challenged. So what we did was we outfitted a van and made it a fully equipped law office on wheels. Every service that we provide in our physical office, we do in our mobile law office. We meet our seniors in their homes, at community centers, at ALFs, at hospitals, wherever they are. This tool has, to date, we launched in July of 2020, served over 300 clients. We've kept them in their homes, maintained their benefits, and provided them with the legal needs and services that they deserve. We know that we have the infrastructure, the success, and the knowledge of how to put our boots on the ground to provide services to those in the community. We know that a project like this goes hand in hand with the right to counsel. In funding the right to counsel, you would be able to do what we're doing right now for our seniors by providing them with free civil legal services right at their doorsteps or right at the courthouse. It's important to know that it's not just an effective tool, but it's an essential tool. It's an essential tool to us right now and would be the same for the right to counsel. I'd also like to mention that we have recently been awarded the 211 Broward Innovation of the Year Award for this project. And as of a year ago, we were one of the only, we were the only mobile legal unit in the state of Florida. Thank you so much, ma'am. Thank ma you very much. I have um, brochures. You could on just the get that to line. the um, administration here. That would be great. Jennifer, would you take that or Monica can? Okay. Next speaker is Jeff Hittleman, followed by Burbeth Foster. Good evening, sir. Good evening. I'm also a lawyer at Coast to Coast Legal Aid in the Senior Citizen <laughs> Law Project. I handle eviction cases representing and defending tenants who are on the brink of homelessness, facing eviction. We've developed a model that's been effective at preventing evictions and keeping people in their homes. We provide seniors in need with rent assistance money, a lawyer to represent them through the process, and wraparound services through a case manager. And through this model, we've been able to prevent over 500 seniors from becoming homeless in the last five years. But this model is only for seniors. It's funded by a private grant. We don't have any, any county funding. I just want to share a quick story that illustrates why it's important for a tenant to have a lawyer. We had a senior. Uh, he was actually still working. He was a janitor. Uh, cleaning office buildings. He had just adopted two children, actually. When the pandemic hit, he lost his job. There, there were no office buildings to clean, right? His landlord filed an eviction, and he struggled to navigate the court process by himself. He made mistakes, he got a couple steps wrong, and an eviction judgment was entered. He called us when the sheriff was literally on the way to his house to physically remove him. We were able to jump in, reach a settlement agreement with a repayment plan, thanks to that rent assistance money we have, and literally stop the eviction 
as the sheriff was pulling up. I always remember it because this was, it was actually the week of Christmas. And uh, we thank you for your time and consideration. Thank you, sir. Next speaker is Burbeth Foster, followed by Matthew Guadera. Ms. Foster. Hi, good afternoon, Commission. My name is Burbeth Foster. I'm an attorney with Community Justice Project. I have spoken with several of you in conjunction with Florida Rising and the attorneys at Coast to Coast Legal Aid in reference to a tenant right to counsel. As you all have already heard from the attorneys at Coast to Coast Legal Aid, it's extremely important for low income tenants and all tenants really to be represented by an attorney. Um, a unique feature of the pilot program that we're asking the commission to fund is that it would include rental assistance dollars. That is super important because when you couple rental assistance dollars with legal expertise, you find the best outcomes for tenants. And we often find in our experience, I have practiced as an attorney with Coast to Coast Legal Aid um, for over a decade before transitioning, we found that actually landlord attorneys actually appreciate an attorney on the other side. It helps to expedite the negotiation process. It gets things done. It doesn't um, waste judicial time and resources. So this program really is a benefit to the entire community. Um, recently, Miami-Dade passed an almost identical program. Um, they funded it at $3 million. Um, the Miami-Dade proposal for their budget today actually also includes, um, I think it's between $8 million of emergency rental assistance between the last two budget years. Broward is certainly in just as much need as Miami-Dade, and we are asking the commission to really um, move forward with the same level of fortitude um, to really address the short-term concerns of tenants in this community. We support all that you have done to try to build out affordable housing, but this program really is a bridge to providing people with the housing services that they need and keeping people in the community until those affordable housing units are created. So thank you. Thank you, Ms. Foster. The next speaker is Matthew Guadera, followed by Corrine Yulin. Good evening, Ms. Guadera. Hello, um, thank you for this opportunity. Um, thank you also, commissioners, for your work. Um, toward the well-being of the people of Broward County. Uh, with the increase in values of homes uh, also comes the increase in the revenues to the county, I believe. Uh, as a matter of fairness, uh, it's my understanding that the state legislature has approved a 3% maximum increase in property taxes from year to year. <clears throat> yet, anyone who, yet anyone who has purchased a home in the last three years has, with, has seen, can see their, the property taxes amounts go up by double. In my case, I purchased my first home last year paying 3300 for property taxes, a small, modest home. The estimated rate for this year was going to be 4600 As a result of an increase in taxes in the county, it's now 6000 which is $500 a month only for uh, property taxes. Now, uh, this does not make for affordable housing. This, fact, this in fact penalizes those who have purchased homes 
uh, in this recent period of increase in property values. Therefore, I second previous speakers and uh, I request that there not be an increase in the tax uh, percentage and amounts for this year. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Ms. Gadera. Just FYI, the 3% is for the homestead exemption. That's what the state allows. So you're tax if you're homesteaded, it can only go up a maximum of 3% per year. Unfortunately, I think what happened was when you purchased your home, it was under the old tax rate, and then they reassessed it with the new purchase price, and that's what jumps the taxes up. But, but the 3% is the statewide for homestead exemption. Yes, Only sir. for the homestead. Yes, sir. Okay, thank you. Thank you. The next speaker is Corrine Yulin, followed by Marie Hinegar. Good evening, Ms. Yulin. Good evening. Um, my name is Corrine Llewellyn, and I've lived here in Davie, Florida for a very long time. Just like everyone here, my taxes went up $500. And I'm just asking, you know, all my neighbors are calling me, like, in the middle of the night, hello, did everybody get their tax bill? And I'm like, yes. And then I opened mine, and I said, oh, my goodness, it's $500 more. And I understand that things went up and things are going up, and I understand that the homes went up. But the thing is that if the homes went up now and then the homes go down, it doesn't change my taxes. So I think, you know, I, 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 you know, I think that that should be in consideration. It's not like we're saying that, okay, the homes went up 700,000. I don't think my house worth 700,000. It's worth what I paid for it. And with wear and tear, it doesn't. But if somebody else wants to come and buy it for 700, that's fine. But if it goes down 250, like in 2008 or something, no one here says, oh, we're going to lower your taxes now to that amount. I mean, you know, all I'm asking, like everyone here, for some consideration. I mean, I don't know where to go. Like, should I sell my house and then? Move where? Move away from my family? They're my life. And I love this state of Florida. This is the, our state. I mean, I don't mean to say this, but it's like Comcast when they said you're on a promotion. I'm not on a promotion. I'm living in my house forever. You know, this is what I'm working hard for. And like everyone else with the pandemic, I had to change my job. So it changes my pay. It changes everything. And I'm just asking for some consideration. I mean. I didn't come prepared today. You know, thank you for listening to me. Of course. I'm going to leave this paper here, but my house right now is all I have. Not yes, everybody has this great pension and this great everything. Right. And after my kids go off, I want to be able to live in my home until I'm ready to say I'm going to go somewhere else. Or yes, I might want to stay okay. in my home. Yes, ma'am. So you do have an opportunity to be able to do a appeal to the Valued Adjustment Board. Yes. And I read earlier the phone number is 954-357-6830, I believe it is. It's Marty Kier's office, the property appraiser, and you can challenge your assessment as it goes up. So please make contact with them if you can. Thank you. I did call them, and it's like, that's why I'm here today. It's like a round and a round. Call this one, call that one. It's not, my, everyone is like pointing well, fingers. We'll make sure that one of our staff members gets with you to make sure you have the right information, okay? Yeah, so that's, that's what Ms. I'm Shapiro, getting. Shapiro, like, either Ms. Williams or somebody can get with her I, outside. I okay. Mayor, 
Great. Can I add one thing to your comment? Sure. Um, she should also know that there is a property appraiser provides a senior exemption, uh, which can lower your property taxes. Ma'am, mm -hmm. um, the, the property, what she's talking about, the property appraiser, but not only appealing it, but the property appraiser also offers a senior exemption so you can lower your property taxes. So they have all the forms there. We'll Almost. make sure we'll make sure you get all the information from Mr. Keir's office. Okay. Understand. My Yes, ma'am. Again, please somebody get with her as well. Okay. okay. Our next speaker. The next speaker is Marie Henniger, followed by Saran Pizel. Good evening, ma'am. Good evening, Mayor Fisher and Commissioners. Um, I'm here today to ask the Commission to lower the millage rate. I've lived in Broward County for 40 years, and due to the increase in property values, I feel now would be the ideal time to do that. Palm Beach County recently lowered their millage rate, and I'm asking, are you guys, are you willing to do the same? That's it. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Appreciate you. The next speaker is Saran Pizel, followed by Dr. William Madden. Good evening, ma'am. Good evening, Mayor, Commissioners. My name is Sarah Pizel, and I'm a resident of Lighthouse Point and property owner. Um, as you know, recently received my um, bill, you know, the proposed bill, and my property tax is up 6%. That's double the rate of our national inflation. We haven't gotten raises in that amount, and it's, it, we're not selling our house right now. We haven't realized any gain, but so why should the county realize gain on this when we as residents aren't? It's it's not fair. So don't please don't up our millage rate. And I know that's what's being proposed with the increased property values. There, there should be more than enough to cover any expenditures. And if it's not enough, just like residents, we need to cut back. Our county needs to cut back on what we're spending. So please, like, have a heart. <laughs> Consider the residents. That's yes, all. Yes, Thank you. Are you homesteaded, ma'am? I am okay, homesteaded. Perfect. I called for the appeal on my taxes. It, okay. it doesn't. That doesn't help us. Okay. It's the increased millage rate that's right. hurting us. Right. So, and I mean, yeah. everyone sees it. So. Yeah. Thank you. So, so just FYI for everybody listening, yeah. the proposed budget does not increase the millage rate here at the county. It stays the same. So I just want to make sure that we're, there, there's no increase in the millage rate proposed. At this particular time. So why am I up six percent? Because you see some slight increases. Because in your there. property value, uh, by the property appraisers, your value went up I in value, that. and for that, the tax rate is based on that increased value. But the millage rate at Broward County would not increase. It's just unfortunately, with your property value increase, yeah. your taxes automatically yeah. increase. So I guess then what I'm asking is that we lower the millage rate. Very good. Thank you. All right. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. The next speaker is Dr. William Madden, followed by Anastasia Robinson. Doctor, how are you? I'm living the dream. How about yourself? Good to see you, sir. Good. Uh, Mr. Mayor, Commissioners. Um, Just hold on one second. Just hold on one second, Doctor. We have a speaker here, so I'm going to make sure that everybody has attended to it, okay? Thank you. Go ahead, Doctor. Thank you. So I recently moved here about a year and a half ago, by the way. Love Florida. Love our county. It's fantastic. 
my property taxes went up by four times what the previous owner had, which, you know, something I was expecting it when I bought the property. I knew I was signing myself up to. See a lot of people here just seeing it go up randomly. Um, but you needed an extra 20% this year when it got reassessed, which the value of my home went up apparently 20 points inside of nine months or 11 months, which I found amazing. Um, but what I'm trying to figure out is how the county consistently needs 10% plus more each year to operate. Um, I tried going through your budget. I actually tried with a member of your staff to go through your bu budget and actually find the detail. By the way, I run an operations consulting firm. We specialize in efficiency and turnaround companies. So I wanted to actually go through the budget, but it's Where's Waldo on your website. Um, I did see that there was money allocated for police and fire, which I think is a perfect use of funds, but then I saw other random things that look like they were new radios to the tune of $700,000. Does anybody do zero-based budgeting at all? Like, how are these budgets developed? How is it that it's approved to go to the level that it is? Because it is excess of the amounts of money. There is not money being re retained at a sufficient level for when you do have a property downturn, because it will happen. There are very few people I've seen in this room that can afford $20,000 a year plus property taxes, and you're pricing your own numbers out. You're also the reason why there's rent increases, because rent, a landlord has a certain amount of money to, that they have to make. Property taxes affect that, so they raise it on all these poor people in this room in order to make the profit level that they're expecting. So I would like to see the millage rate decreased. I would like to see people Thank actually you. going through the budget and have it readily available for your citizens. Thank you, Doctor. And definitely we want to make sure that uh, Mr. Foster, your staff member, maybe can get with this gentleman too and just make sure he gets the budget properly and how he can understand it. Somebody from your staff maybe get that. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you, sir. The next speaker is Anastasia Robinson, followed by Bataskar Rao. Good evening, Good evening Mayor and Commissioners. Thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Anastasia, and I am a Broward County resident. Um, I would want to hopefully one day have a house of my own, um, but after hearing these stories, I don't know. Okay, so tenants who landlords sue them for evictions often suffer to their credit score. Um, their credit scores and evictions judgments can remain on their credit report for up to seven years. In fact, in the state of Florida, eviction filings remain in public record permanently without um, options for expungement regardless of the outcome of the case. This fact makes connecting to tenants, connecting to tenants to legal advice at the earliest possible time all more important. Tenants who receive legal advice when they are served with notice that their landlord will be terminating their tenancy are in the position to prevent an eviction from being filed. Protecting renters' credit worth increases their opportunity for home ownership down the road. And again, you guys, we really do uh, understand the hard work that you all do, um, but we also want to make sure that we can remain Broward County residents and have a safe place to be and you know, be comfortable. Thank you. 
Thank you, Ms. Robinson. The next speaker is Bataskar Rao, followed by Wayne Fraser. Good evening, Mayor, and good evening, sir. Good evening, Commissioner. Uh, I think uh, it's probably I, I'm probably going to make a point which many of the others have already uh, addressed. Uh, basically, as first-time home buyer, buyers, uh, you know the the uh, impact of revaluing the just just value of the property is already imparting a pretty huge increase in the property uh, taxes. Uh, in my case, it's a 136% increase in taxes. Uh, if we just stay with the previous year's uh, budgets, but once we, you know, if the current proposed uh, taxes are approved, it's going to be a 185% increase over previous year. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, you know, it's kind of hard to imagine that there are probably many, many uh, first-time buyers who are also being subjected to something similar. And uh, so I'm trying to uh, understand how, despite this, the, you know, uh, an additional increase in, uh, you know, proposed taxes is being, uh, you know, uh, suggested at this point. Uh, so I do want to uh, appeal uh, that, you know, this should also be considered before uh, taxes are uh, increased in this manner. So I do want to request you to consider that as well. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And just as well, the next speaker comes up, of course, that Broward County is just one of the many taxing districts uh, that you receive your tax bill. It could be your, um, the county and your city, and there's other multiple districts that make up that total tax bill. We're just a portion of that. So it's just not Broward County. It's a collection of multiple taxing districts. The next speaker is Wayne Fraser, followed by Ella Brodsky. Mr. Fraser, how are you? Good evening to everyone here. Good evening, um, the mayor, and to everyone else, the commission, commissioners. Yes, I, um, I'm a resident in the Broward County. I moved from New York uh, about eight years ago, um, had medical issues with my, with my cold and the whole stuff, and I moved down here. Uh, I had purchased a house in New York. I had some equity in my house, and before me losing my house, the equity I took out of my house, and I ended up coming down here and used that money to buy a condo here in Florida, right? I moved down here. As soon as I came down here, like, my condition got worse, and I ended up having to do heart surgery and a whole bunch, and um, I couldn't basically get a job with my condition, so I applied for my Social Security. I'm getting my Social Security. Thank God for that. And um, the money that I do get, uh, you know, it's just getting me by. But looking at these um, property tax, man, it's really hard. Um, I moved down here, and my property tax was basically like $2,200 when I first came into the condo. Um, now it's up to almost $4,000 within six years. That's a lot of money. It's really high. I was paying, I was paying much cheaper in Queens on a 20 by hundred property lot in my in my brownstone than what I'm paying here on the second floor and I don't even have a I don't even have a backyard here. I don't even have no space. Basically the condo is owned by the association. There's nothing you can do. You go outside and you put your grill, they tell you to move it. So you have but so what am I paying for? You understand? And I'm here to concern with this money and they need to something need to be done about this because this is very hard. It's very hard and um, 
every time I would call and get on the phone and speak to these people, they can't do nothing for you. They say, oh, you got to come to the meeting on, the se on September 7th. And today is the day I made this day out my way to come here. So I don't know what you guys can do and what could be done, but something needs to be done for people like this because, <coughs> number one, across the street from where I live, on my condo, there is a neighbor. Mm -hmm. She has a three-bedroom condo on the first floor, same like mine, and she's paying much cheaper. Yes, sir. It's because, unfortunately, if she bought earlier and therefore she was able to lock in her homestead exemption at a certain number of an assessed value and it could only go up 3% per year. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm home, home Co exempt. Correct, but you might have bought later than that person did at a later number and it, that number begins to tick when you have bought and then your assessed value goes up from there. Yeah, but so. that person only bought it a year before I did. And yes, sir. They are it like could, Again, it's the property appraiser is the one that establishes those values, not Broward County. It's the property appraiser, right. Mr. Marty Keir's office. Again, value adjustment board allows you to um, appeal your tax bill. And okay. you can see Mr. Keir's office, uh, which is on the first floor here uh, at 111. Okay. And it's also 954-357-6830. And then you can file for an adjustment if you wish. For an appeal that you're appealing your dog on the first floor, yes, sir. So I can, I can from some from eight floor. to five, I believe it is, as I stated earlier, Monday through Friday downstairs. So I could come tomorrow. So all these meetings that's here on the on the 14th, I don't have to come back for all of that. Well, you both are welcome to come back on the 19th. Is our second hearing uh, for this. But if you have a city that you're a part of, they might be having their budget hearings too that you might want to speak as well. Okay, so I could come tomorrow and see what. They, okay. Yes, sir. Well, thank you so much for hearing thank, my voice. Thank, thank you, you, sir. Thank you. All right. The next speaker is Ella Brodsky, followed by Diane Lipscomb. Okay, just take the whole You're ready. Hi, good evening, everybody. Good, good evening, ma'am. It's been a long time since I've been here. Uh, went, last time was 2008 when I ran for supervisor of elections. Remember that. Okay. Um, I'm here today. I didn't prepare anything, any speech. I was just hoping to speak to my, my county commissioner from number two. Okay, but... The bottom line is, from what I'm seeing here, it's overwhelming across the country, and especially in Florida. Florida seniors are having a freak out. They're freaking out as far as the amount of assessments that are all of a sudden coming down on them. Because I believe in 2024, there's a new law that all the condo associations have to have the money in reserves in order to be able to pay for whatever the repair or replacement is. But in my condition situation, and in many, many, even worse than what, I'm, what I have that I learned, is that the condo associations failed to put into reserve the basic minimum. So some homeowners, some seniors, are getting stuck with over $150,000 in assessments in Florida that they cannot afford to pay, and they're going to get thrown out of their house. In my situation, I've been, um, my mother bought the house in 1981, and we have, and she, and she died in 2011, and I took over the property in 2011, and we have not missed one maintenance payment to the condo association since 1981. I've paid over $250,000 to them, and they did not put the money in the reserve fund in order to pay for any of these repairs. 
As a matter of fact, in 2008, they learned that they had problems with the pool, but they only started putting money in their pool reserves in January of 2022. So by June, June of 2022, mm -hmm. they only had 60,000 in reserves. Right. Now, I have nothing against paying for these sure. fees, but I do have a problem with the way our laws are set up here, that we have nothing in, no funding to protect low-income seniors right. Right. to be able to help them with their assessment so they can stay in their homes. Thank you, ma'am. And, and I, I'm interested in what they were saying before about yes. challenging assessments before foreclosure. I need, I need to know you, you need who I should be speaking the to value on that. The value adjustment board to the property appraiser. I, I need that in writing. I, I'm, I'm deaf in one nope, ear. No problem. We'll make sure we, somebody writes that down for you right. and gives you that and information. And I do want to make an arrangement with my homeowners association yes. to pay off the liens. Yes, without yeah, you can deal with your condo association at that particular time. We, of course, don't they're, have they're any, any jurisdiction negotiate. over that, but I understand. Okay. But Thank this is th the main thing. We have to have money for our seniors. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you so much. So they don't have to be put on the street. Right. We talk about that often okay, here right. as a board. Commissioner mm -hmm. Rogers is a huge proponent of that as well. Next uh, speaker. Next speaker is Diane Lipscomb, followed by Jersey Morrell. Hi, good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, ma'am. So I know taxes are what you pay to live in a civilized society. Go ahead, ma'am. Right. So taxes are what you pay to live in a civilized society. And so I just want to say this, my homeowners, uh, my, my, my taxes went up um, $400 more a month. I work for Broward County. Now this is a serious issue because it's now $1,900 and that's not including the insur homeowner's insurance that's going to come renewed in February. If I can't come up with some more money than $2,000 a month, which $800 of that is my mortgage, I have to quit my job and sell my house, which I, I work here. Right, but I heard you earlier tell somebody they should go downstairs and talk to the property appraisers. I've done that, and they said to come here to this meeting. I know we need to pay taxes, right? But there's also another way that we need to accumulate because money from, you know, the more wealthier folks because this is not sustainable. This is not sustainable. I have two hedge fund managers that bought up houses near 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 me. And so that's that's the whole goal between the homeowners insurance and taxes. We're all this is. If you want to stabilize the neighborhood, you guys have to come up with a solution, right? And so I work for Brad. I got a dollar rate raise, you know, last year. Uh, you know, if if you if you you know, I mean, there's no way that we can keep this keep this going, you know. I, and so, come February, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm I'm I'm, I'm looking around. I'm I'm gonna buy an RV with you know whatever money I can scrounge, sell my house and, and move. And I don't want to do that. You know, this is not sustainable. Something has got to give. And I've been to the appraiser's office. There's no, you know, they tell me, come here. There's no respite. I, and I understand we need to collect taxes, but we also need another way to, to get some money in. You know, have the rich people pay their fair share or followers should just start having state taxes. I mean, come on, we, 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 this is not sustainable. And this is going to ruin this for everybody. Because if the bottom, the bottom, if the bottom is ruined and we're telling you, we're, we're saying, hey, we need help, it's gonna trickle up. It doesn't always trickle down. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Two things I want to point out. Um, number one is um, we need to get to Mr. Keir's office and tell him that he needs to explain these these folks about the value adjustment opportunity. So we're going to make sure that occurs. And number two, this only works for Broward County. I think we just passed today a 4% increase plus the $2,600. So I want to make sure that she notices that as well. Okay, thank you.
Next speaker. Next speaker is Jersey Morrell, followed by Regula Alfonsel. Mrs. Ms. Morrell. Good evening. Good evening, ma'am. I'm a little nervous. This is the first time I ever do something like this. I'm just here on behalf of my brother. My brother is a very hardworking man. For, he's been at the same job for over 25 years. He works at a quarry, rain or shine, he's out there. During COVID, lockdowns, thunderstorms, he's out there getting soaking wet. Rain or shine, he has no rest. Whether he's sick, Ill, he hurt his knees several times while working, he continued and pushed himself to be there because he needs a job, he needs to work. His whole life <coughs> dream was to buy a big house here in Florida. My mom is 85 years old. She recently had a heart failure twice, back in March and at the end of May. For over 20 something years, my brother rented a tiny little room where he barely had any space to walk through his bed with all his belongings cluttered to the top because he couldn't afford a rent. He, his dream was to buy his dream home and to live in a nice neighborhood. Last year, after looking around for so many houses, many, many houses that he liked in the past, his offer didn't get taken and the realtor convinced them that they were not looking at his offer because people were offering a lot more. So in order to make his dream come true, he took a big lump sum out of his 401k to use as a down payment. And he kept telling my mom, mom, I want you to come here and be with me. I want you to be happy and live in a nice neighborhood where you have peace and be comfortable. He saw this house last year and he fell madly in love, sorry. And uh, the realtor kept telling him that uh, to look at the taxes, they're not gonna be so bad. Look, if you go back so many years back, they're gonna be around 4,000. My brother Boa convinced he was gonna pay around 4,000, 5,000 a year in taxes. Very Last good, year he paid $4,141.73. Now this year is 9,761 cents. I understand. That's more than $5,000. For sorry, a hardworking person very, who's uh, the only bread maker, a, a yes, person bringing income into the house, that's gonna okay. be a killer. I understand ma'am. That's I'm, way more than a, a mortgage rate that okay. he has to pay for over 30 something years. We're gonna to have to get the next speakers, but I'm so sorry that somebody advised him that his taxes wouldn't go up. I don't know who that was, but I'm so sorry to hear that, that they advised him on a Less wrong than a basis. week later after, we, after he got the keys, right. his roof started leaking in different areas okay. throughout the home. All right, thank you so much, ma'am. I'm so sorry, Please thank lower these budget proposals because this is gonna be a killer for hardworking people that cannot afford these outrageous fees. Thank you, ma'am. Next speaker. Next speaker is Regla Alfonsel, and on deck is Austin Alandawi. Good evening, Ms. Alfonso. Good afternoon. Uh, I am Regla Alfonso, homeowner here too. Sorry for my English, but I will, okay. to, to, I will try to communicate what, what I am thinking. First is about the beating piece about the market building. Uh, about the market values of the houses here. For me, this is one speculation. Uh, some people are selling, but the rest of the people, no. I cannot afford the bid increase. It's something I need, I think uh, most bid uh, 
to count on that, you know, for helping everybody here uh, to stay in their house, no increasing the crisis here again. And the, um, it's about the market value now. The another thing is about the uh, numbers. Uh, even I know um, in the state, the increase must not be uh, for the next year more than 3%, it's a cap. Um, but when I compare with any number in my papers, in my information over there, uh, the increase is higher. Um, uh, 5%, 11%, the increase, something like that. I think something is not right with the number for handling that. Um, it is something I want to, to talk about that. About paying uh, um, and the insurance here, I think it's one massive crime here, what is happening here. Because for a lot of years, the people was uh, paying a, a lot of money to the, uh, to the insurance. And the, uh, where from is from their misery salary, you know, for almost everybody here. And the, at the moment the people need the insurance, they say they, they, they disappear. Disappear the serving for them. Or um, the insurance, the insurance company here. Something like that. And the, uh, I think that is one collective crime. Uh, one, it's abusive. For it's something you need to check because everybody is taking the money from the same uh, right. fund, you know, same yes. funding. So Thank again, I, want, I just want to encourage you to see Marty Kier's office and he'll be explained to you or his, some of his office about the difference you think in 5% versus 3%, let them explain that to you. And then secondly, of course, the insurance crisis, unfortunately this board doesn't deal with, is the state of Florida. Uh, so I would encourage you to get to, with your elected officials from the state of Florida because it is in crisis. And unfortunately, we have no control over that, but that's something that has to be dealt with. Yeah, I think see, uh, to get any regulation to control that, everything right. is out of control. And it's, uh, it's increasing right. the chaos here, you know. It That's is. not good, no fair. It is. And you did well, by the way, <laughs> when you were speaking. <laughs> well, try. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Bye. Next speaker is Austin Alandawi, followed by Chris Nelson. Good evening, Commissioners, Good evening, Mayor. Uh, my wife and I just moved to Pompano. We purchased our home last year in December 2022. Uh, in September, our offer was accepted and we had a contract to purchase our home. Rates at the time were 5.5%. We made the mistake of going to a large bank, loan was declined, and so we had to restart the process in November 2022. The mortgage uh, rates then were 7.5%, a full 2% higher that resulted in $1,000 more that we needed to pay every month. Getting insurance also proved to be very difficult. Uh, last year's insurance rates in Florida basically doubled due to the insurance fraud and uh, you know Hurricane Ian and all that. Uh, for us, that resulted in an extra $4,000 a year uh, that we weren't expecting and now we have to come up with for uh, well every year. Uh, in January of last year, uh, the Broward County changed its requirements for what stickers needed to be on the front door apparently of your home. So my insurance company told me that I needed to change my front door. It wasn't an upgrade. It was, it was the same exact door, just because it didn't have the sticker that Broward County needed. I had to get that done. That was another $1,200 that I needed to come up with. Um, <clears throat> inflation, I don't even need to start talking about that, right? I mean, everything is double what it was in 2021. Um, <clears throat> given these difficulties that we're facing, I, I'm 
pleading the commission to rethink the tax increase. I mean, we were expecting to pay 10,500 in property taxes. Uh, we got a bill for 13,500 and it literally was soul crushing to, to, to realize that we have to come up with an extra $3,000 now. Now, I, I, I did homestead my home, uh, but since it's the first year from my understanding, that doesn't apply to me until next year. Right. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say, but, but please reconsider. Uh, for us that just got our home now, the amount of, of extra expenses coming from every direction is crazy. Thank you. Absolutely. A couple of things too, sir, is yeah. of course, right now the proposed millage rate does not increase at all. So our millage rate would stay the same in the last six or seven years. It's going to stay the same. I'm interested in the sticker though. Was a sticker about a, a alarm or something? Did you have a, you have a, I don't know about that, but I, I want to find out about a $1,200 exactly. is a hurricane door. If you, no, it, what it is, is each hurricane approved product that goes into your home comes with a NOA or correct. number that says it is that particular item. What we do is we paint our new home and we paint over that. And when the guy that took the class to be the inspector that comes out for the mortgage company, the realtors, he can't find a sticker, and he's not savvy enough to say that door meets the criteria or doesn't want to sign an affidavit. He says, you need another door. Well, you need another roof. So that's how they get in these predicaments. People call me all the time for these situations. I can pull them out. I'm not So it must be a permit, Commissioner, he had to it's pull? It's not even or? a permit. The, uh -huh. the door, it's the same six-panel door. Right. It's the same door. But the sticker's not there. From Got what it. I understand, okay. up until this year, it was okay for them to say, hey, it looks like it's the right type of door. Right. Some law was passed in January when now Broward says, nah, doesn't matter what the door looks like, you need the sticker. No. Now again, again, again sticker. I don't, I don't, no, Broward, the law was passed. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Broward County didn't pass that, the Florida Building Code. So but, it's what you, there's a difference here. It's, it's not Broward County, it's the heart of building code. But, but it still it didn't pass anything in Tallahassee saying that that door is not, that meets that Correct. approval. You just need a professional to say that door meets the approval and Correct. sign the form. Mr. McKenzie, Commissioner McKenzie in, is in the uh, building industry, yes. so he knows that very well. Mr. And he can explain that to you afterwards, yes. Yeah. Sir, where did you move from? Because depending where you move from, you may have portability if you move from one Florida county to another or inside we moved Florida. moved from Miami-Dade, but this is the first home we've ever owned. First time. Oh, okay. okay. So I was going to say, if you, yeah. had, port, if you had homestead in Miami-Dade and you moved here, you could portability right portability yeah. of your home doesn't work for me thank you sir thank you for your time thank, either thank you sir next speaker is chris nelson, nelson followed by cj staples good evening mr nelson hello again commissioners chris nelson fort lauderdale and uh guys this is a layup here i hear you keep saying oh we're not going to raise the taxes we're going to keep the millage rate the same that is a tax increase because our property values went up and we got to deal with homeowners associations sticking us with these giant special assessments now and all these other things. Look, Commissioner Udeen has a proposal, all right? He scored the budget and he's shown that you can lower the tax rate with no service cuts, no job cuts, all employees will get raises, all your staff that you gave $800,000 in raises to last year, you got, you got three Two to three personal staff members making like seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year. All right, you gave them eight hundred thousand dollars in raises last year. Everybody's going to be able to keep these things and still properly fund every department and give the hardworking taxpayers of Broward a break. 
the guys that you were going after when you were shutting everybody down and stuff, you know, we're the guys that keep this going. And I don't know if you listened. I, I always hear about affordable housing. Oh, we got to do this for affordable housing. Okay, here's something you can do for affordable housing. Lower this millage rate. This will trickle down to then the landlords and then the people that they're paying rent to. And this will help everybody. What on earth? Yes, it will. And, and you know, they got an agenda. But the truth is, is that people are going to, their landlords are going to behave differently if there is a tax decrease, okay? So right now, guys, this is an absolute layup. They're doing it Palm Beach in Miami. They're lowering the millage rate. Lower it. Keep. What do you have to keep it the same for if you can still do everything right here that Commissioner Udine proposed and, and with a lower millage rate? This is a layup, guys. Come on. Do the right thing. Thank you, Mr. Nelson. All right. All right. This next speaker is Mr. Stapleton, ladies and gentlemen. Next speaker is C.J. Staples, followed by Mark Pierre Simra. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to ask that you refrain from any emotional outburst and support or not support of the speakers so we can have, obviously, order the chambers. Good evening, sir. Ah, thank you. And uh, just, to, just to say, like, you know, good work. But, um, yeah, my name is C.J. Staples. I am a member of Dream Defenders, a member of... Florida Rising, I've been a resident of Broward County for about 10 years. Um, and when I first moved down here from New Jersey, the rent I was paying in Hollywood was about $675. Um, I'm now paying $1,800 a month in, in 10 years. And I bet 10 years prior to me moving here, the rent was not uh, one-third of $675. So I'm just trying to figure out, you know, you talk about the cost, the, 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 the rate of living increasing, and I, I wonder if that has anything to do with all of these luxury apartments that are being built all around where I live now, and why those type of luxury apartments are being approved as opposed to affordable housing that we keep hearing about. So I'm here actually to talk about um, allocating some of these funds uh, to right to counsel. Um, with the pre preemptions that the state has put down, that is our only means of defense. We have homeowners here that are talking about the issues that they have that are pushing them out of their communities. We have renters that are here talking about getting pushed out of the communities. I've seen the model of what you guys want Fort Lauderdale and Broward County to look like in 2030. I don't see affordable housing there. I don't see where people that look like me are going to be able to live by 2030. I understand exactly what that means and why y'all want that to look this way. But what I'm saying is that these people that are talking are what made this city, this state, this county, what it is. We've driven the economy with our service industries, we've, with entrepreneurship, and what we're seeing now is wealthy individuals that are not from here coming here and taking up all of the property and, and making it hard for people who have raised mm -hmm. generations of families to, to remain here. So I'm asking all of you to be understanding of that and to be empathetic to that and show that in reflection, it is not an economic issue because it actually costs less to give us rights to counsel, to give us what we need, than it does to make sure that it's going to be harder. So it's not just an economic issue, it is a moral issue, and I implore you all to look within yourselves thank, thank and you, do Mr. what Stables. is right and give the people of Broward County what they need. Thank you, sir. Thank you, next speaker. Ladies and gentlemen, please. Ladies and gentlemen, please. And requested. Thank you. Next speaker. Next speaker is Mark Pierre Simra, followed by Nelly Oarse. Mr. Pierre, good evening. 
Good evening. Good evening. Um, I just want to say that I'm thankful to have the opportunity to come here uh, to be able to speak on matters that concern the whole Broward County. And the first thing I want to say is that last year I bought my home in August 2022, and um, I was excited to be a homeowner um, because I was living in the state of Florida. I've been living in the state of Florida since 1998. Um, born in Haiti, but I came here as an immigrant, and my parents are immigrant. They bought a home as well, and I had to, this year, you know, I got married in April 29th, and my, my wife and I were excited uh, to say, well, you know, we're homeowners, and, but when the, the tax bill came this year, and I was like, proposed tax bill, and I said, wow, what are we going to do? Because when I bought it, and we claimed for homestead, it was around 2,184, and when I see the, when I looked at the term notice, it's three times that. That's about 6,000 around, maybe 357, that's proposed. And, and I'm, I'm not trying to beat the drum, but I'm speaking for everybody else. My wife is a teacher in Broward County. And today, you know, I said, you know, I'm a, I, when I sat with her, I said, you know, what are we going to do to bring, make sure that we can bring something extra to handle what is proposed to us? What I am saying is that can we get a break? Because as the gentleman just said, we, we work in this county. We want to make sure that Florida is one of the best states here. But at the same time, it's becoming more expensive. And as I, I work in the mortgage industry, and I see that it takes at least three people you know, to, who makes median income to be able to buy a home. It's not affordable to them. It takes three borrowers, um, from what I'm seeing right now, to be able to buy a home in South Florida. And, and it's not getting lower. The rates just keep increasing and increasing. The housing prices just keep increasing. And so what I'm, I'm asking, can we get a break on the, on the tax rates that keeps going up? Because I'm trying to figure out what to do next, whether or not I should move out of the state of Florida. Thank you, sir. That's all I'm saying. Thank you so much. I wish you. we could control those interest rates, that's for sure. Say that again? I said I wish we could control those interest rates going up. Thank you. The next speaker is Nelly Oyarse, followed by Gloria Torres. Nelly Oyarse. Nelly. Okay, thank you, ma'am. In that case, the next speaker is Gloria Torres. Same for, Same for Ms. Torres, okay. All right. Okay. The next speaker is Fritz Jules. Jules, Mr. Jules. Mr. Jules, good evening. Good evening, Mr. Mayor and Commissioners. Uh, my name is Fritz Jules. Um, as the gentleman previously just spoke right now, um, I'm, I was living in Miami-Dade County for the last 15 years. And then me and my wife, we got married in November um, 2020. So we purchased a house back in um, Florida, in Myanmar, per se. So um, on the whole block that I'm living right now, I'm the only one because everything is online. You can see your property tax online and all the addresses are next to you. I'm the only one paying $7,000 on taxes. Everybody around me, because I live in the terrace, there's about like 25, 30 houses. I'm the only one paying that much and then everybody else is 1,700, 2,000. I'm the only one. And the youngest, I'll say on the whole, on the whole block because I'm 32, me and my wife were 32, both the same age. And we're the only one paying that much in taxes. 
And this year, again, when we, uh, when we purchased the house, we didn't know nothing about Nobody was coaching us, telling us what to do, how to buy the house and everything. We didn't know about the homestead exemption until like 2022. So when we applied for it, the realtor didn't say nothing to us in 2020. So we keep paying higher taxes. And this year, when we received the bill, since the um, 2021, we paid like $6,000 something, and everybody else on the whole block was paying $1,700, $1,200. There's one lady, two houses behind me, paying only 400 because she's 95 years old. 400 and She's been there a long time, I bet, right? She's paying like 400 And then now, for me, as the only young, I'll say youngsters on the whole block, paying like 7000 now, the taxes went up to almost $10,000 now. And are you now homesteaded, sir? Were you able to get the homestead exemption? Yes, we did the homestead exemption. I'm okay. not saying what's the purpose of the homestead exemption. If we did, the, if we didn't do it, that's when it was going to be more than thirteen, then or more than that. But we did the homestead exemption, and now it's ten, almost ten thousand dollars. So I mean, for me, when that my mortgage was was three thousand seven hundred mm -hmm. for only two, for only like um, three, um, three, um, three bedroom, one by um, two by one and a half bathroom. So basically, right now, for me, it's it's hard. Because the mortgage was three thousand seven hundred, almost four thousand dollars, and in this area, and all the situation I have, there's a lake behind the house. When everybody throw their trashes, it come on the back of my lake. I called right. the city of Myanmar to come okay. clean it. They told me, "Hey, if I don't like it, move." That's what they told me. Since that's, every call is recorded, that's not right. No, that's not right. If but, every uh, call, Gaffling... since every call is recorded, when I call the city, they said, "If I don't like it, they can do nothing. Wait until somebody can get there. If you don't like it, just move." That's what right. they told me. Understood. As a first time. Understood. So again, unfortunately, when those folks that are paying less taxes might have bought their home several years before that you had purchased yours, and they were locked into that homestead exemption. So I'm glad you're locked in at least now. And uh, as far as the city of Miramar, the trash, definitely go to the city commission for that issue. Maybe they can help you with that. So something needs to be done because if not, no youngsters want to buy houses. They're just going to go rent, spend the whole life like renting an apartment, renting an apartment. That's what they're going to do Understood. because now there's no help for, for youngsters like us. Thank, thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. The final speaker for item A is Stephanie Shaw. Ms. Shaw. Everybody wants to break. Thank you for having me. Hi, Mayor, Commissioners. I did not prepare anything. I was actually invited by one of our partners to just come and see the process. And I would be remiss not to say anything about our low-wage employees that live here in Broward that can't afford to live here, right? Um, we have nursing home workers, hospital workers that are being paid minimum, right? Our union employees, they get a raise and we fight hard for them to get something, but what about those hospitals and those nursing homes that don't have a union that cannot afford to live here? And just listening to all of this, it sounds as if People like that, people like me, right, um, that can't afford it are being pushed out, right? And if that happens, who's going to care for you when you get older, when you get sick, right? If they can't live here, they can't work here because they're going to have to move to some other state that it isn't that expensive. So we, I heard CJ say, you know, the service um, people that work here that keeps this city working, Right? I heard someone that says they worked for Broward and they got a dollar, right? Milk went up $2. They actually got a, a raise last year and they get a 4% raise this year. So the dollar is a little bit I'm just disingenuous, but her. I just said I'm I, I asked she got 4%, right? <laughs> no. um, but like I said, milk well, and gas, all that stuff went up, 
right? right. And did, does that 4% help her right. a lot, right? To be right. able to live comfortably, right? right. I, hate, sure. I would hate for this city to go to all these rich folks that can't afford it, right? Working class people that can afford it. It's not just rich people. It's other people that can afford to live there because there's a family of three or four or five that can do it, right? But I want you guys to think about our ages, right? And if we need service for our bodies mentally, physically, right? right. People need to be here to take care of us to make Understood. that happen. Okay? And I'm glad you're part Thank of the SEIU, ma'am. Thank you. Okay, that concludes our public comment, which is now completed. Um, before we get into the um, issue as far as the millage rate, I just will take some comments from the County Commission at this time before we get into the issue. I know there were some comments that need to be made and hands are going up everywhere. All right, so I'm going to go with uh, Senator Geller, followed by Commissioner Dean, and followed by Commissioner Bogan. This is not on the millage rate because we're going to have a motion on that. We're going to talk about any comments before we get there, okay? Sorry, what are our comments on now? <laughs> okay. I, I, um, my comments are on millage rate and on what I've heard from people. Um, first of all, I would like to say that we do understand the issues that y'all are raising, but I think it's important that you understand what the numbers actually are and what we're talking about. And first, with one notable exception right now. Uh, I would like to congratulate our speakers. You came, you spoke from your heart. This was a very dignified uh, presentation and I'd like to congratulate our speakers. Um, one, I heard from one of my constituents uh, who lives in one of my cities who was at the podium earlier saying that her taxes had gone up by four hundred, by five, almost five hundred dollars, and that's I've looked at her tax bill. It's an accurate statement, but I think you need to understand when you're looking as to where this is from. I've looked at it. Broward County portion of her of the four hundred sixty-two, Broward County was sixty-three dollars and seventy-six cents of that. The school board was two hundred fourteen dollars and 67 cents. The city, including, and she had a huge amount of special assessment increases, which were fire protection and solid waste. Those were $199.45. So when you look at the, you know, oh, my taxes went up by $500, which they did, and I understand, if that is a difficult issue, I want you to understand the county portion of that was $63.76. I've also heard people say, oh, well, Dade was able to cut their millage. You know, uh, our proposed rate, if we pass it, is 5.669. Dade's proposed rate with the cut decrease is 7.687. So let me just repeat the numbers. Dade, with their proposed decrease, is 7.687%. Broward, at our steady number, is 5.669. So our millage is, I don't know, a third, 30% lower than Miami-Dade, staying where we are. Now, I've heard some people say that, well, we should decrease taxes now because times are good, which may make sense if you're prepared to increase them when times are bad. And I've been in government 
now since the 1980s, and I've never found people showing up in support of increasing taxes. What I think if we want to have a effective, want to make sure that we have enough money in good times and bad times, the thing to do is in good times, you don't increase spending on recurring. You can't give everybody big salary increases. What you do in good times is you put away money in reserves for the bad times and you buy your one-time capital improvement. Because when the bad times come, we don't want to lay off employees. We don't want to have to slash services. That's when we should say, well, we're not going to spend the money on capital and we're not and we'll tap our reserves. But just because of a temporary good time, if you reduce your millage, when we revert to the mean, we're not going to have enough money. We've had good times and bad times. It's a good time this year. But I promise you, unfortunately, the bad times will be coming. And the thing to do in, in the good times is build your reserves and do your one-time capital spending. I also wanted to say that um, I've heard, including today, people tell me we need more money for this, more money for that, and we need you to cut our taxes. There is no services ferry. What we have to do, if we want to pay for services, we have to, you know, they come from our taxes. And like I said, one of the reasons the school board went up so much, they were by far the highest increase, is the voters approved a millage increase to raise teacher pay. That was up to the voters. The voters overwhelmingly passed that, but that is one of the reasons that the school board taxes went up. I've heard requests, including today, but not exclusively, for more money for legal aid, mental health, parks, libraries, affordable housing, flooding and other water issues, homelessness, economic development, senior services, uh, sheriffs, condos, cultural. People always are asking us for more services. And we have to, there is, we have to be responsible. We cannot fund everything that people ask us for, or we'd ha we would have to substantially raise our millage. I want everybody to understand we're not. Most of the people that I've heard speak, or at least a lot of them, are people that have recently bought houses and therefore have not benefited yet from the Save Our Homes Amendment. But I was in the legislature when we passed that, the 3%. It made sense. It enabled people to stay in their homes. But again, you have to have been in your home and have the exemption. I think the biggest thing facing homeowners is insurance. The cost of insurance in Florida is close to criminal. I happen to be an insurance expert. In the next 60 to 90 days, I will be unveiling a plan which, if adopted, and fortunately it needs state and federal help, um, would dramatically lower insurance rates. I did this the last time that we dramatically lowered rates when I was in the Florida Senate, 2008, no, sorry, 2006. I drafted the plan that, that reduced it. So I, I recognize insurance is one of our biggest issues. I'm working on it. Um, one other thing is I think at, at people talk about the money we spent. 
If you look at our long range over the last 20 years or so, the amount of money that we spend on just the Broward Sheriff's Office, which is over half of our total budget, and people don't, of our, of our general revenue budget, we have some enterprise funds, but in our, uh, which means airport and seaport, we raise money from the airport and seaport, but we have to spend it at the airport and seaport. But if you look at our general discretionary revenue, over half of that goes directly to police and fire. Now, I happen to believe that the most important duty of government is to protect its citizens. So I do not begrudge the fact that we've increased BSO not only in raw numbers, but as a percentage of our total budget, BSO has gone up as a higher percentage over the past number of years. People want that. People ask for more money for police and fire, and the, your county commission has been responsive to that, and we've given these increases, not just in raw numbers, but as a percentage of our total general revenue budget. But that money comes from somewhere. It comes from taxes. So I've heard some suggestions. I have not seen uh, Commissioner Udine's plan or anybody else's plan, because I can't talk to him except when we're on the dais because of sunshine. I don't know what he may be offering. I don't know what any, anybody else may be. But I know that, mo remember, our total taxes are, on this 462 were only $63 of that. Any plan that doesn't slash services might knock two, three, four, five, maybe dollars a month off. Maybe. And what you lose for that, for a two, three, four dollar a month decrease, which is all that it would be, but in the aggregate, it, it does really help fund those increases in BSO. <laughs> and people say we want more money for, uh, I heard legal aid, we gave increased funding to legal aid. We've given more money to affordable housing. We must do something about uh, mental health uh, we cannot keep having Broward County Jail as the largest provider of mental health in Broward County. We're working on all of these issues, and unfortunately they cost money, but please note that your big increases in taxes that you're talking about are not as the result of Broward County's taxes. They result school board, municipal, et cetera, but not your county taxes, and we're doing our best. Thank so, you, thank, thank you, Senator. Chair. Thank you so much. Commissioner Bogan, do you want, Commissioner, you need to go first, you said, or Commissioner Bogan, you want to go ahead? Thank you. Thank you, Mayor. Um, I'm going to reiterate some things. Um, first of all, I've been here going on nine years, and never have we ever raised taxes, meaning we've never raised the millage rate since I've been here in nine years. The only thing we've ever done is reduced it. When Chip Lamarco was here, we reduced it very minimally. That's the only thing this board has never increased the millage rate ever. I'm opposed to raising taxes unless the public votes on it. The public votes on it, we give it to the public. But otherwise, and I think this board has been very consistent in the nine years I've been here, has never raised the millage rate, and I'm proud of that. I, I think the public also doesn't know that every dollar you get taxed, we only are involved with 25 cents of that dollar. 75 cents of that dollar has to do with what Commissioner Geller just said 
your local city, your school board, other types of taxes. We're only involved in 25 cents of that dollar. So if you increase $500, we're not involved with $500. We're involved with maybe a little more than $100. So just so you want to understand, we're only involved in 25% of the taxes. Um, I, I also want to uh, point out that um, the tax taxes based on property taxes going up, and therefore your tax rates, or your amount of money is going up, is not just the only thing that's really hurting people in this in this county, but as Commissioner Rogers and I have talked before, and that is the th hundreds of thousands of people living in homeowner and condo associations based on our state legislature, run by our state legislature that have passed a bill requiring fully funded reserves in a very short time, requiring that certain inspections be made and certain expenses of people who are on fixed incomes. So our state legislature has passed legislation that are really demoralizing, killing people, uh, sending them out because the laws require special assessments and, and unfortunately, the condo associations and homeowner associations are required by law to do that. So um, it's not just the taxes and the insurance. By the way, insurance rates, state legislature, not your county government. We have nothing to do with these crazy insurance rates and with the state um, insurance uh, matter that's going on. And so I want to just emphasize we're involved with 25 cents of the dollar and we have never raised the millage rate, which would raise your taxes. So now the question is, well, can you lower the millage rate? And that was an issue that came up from one of our speakers about Commissioner Dean. And what many people don't realize, I can't just go to Commissioner Dean's office and say, hey, what, what, are you, what are you thinking? Because it's against the law for me to talk to my fellow commissioners privately. So what I did find out from our county administration was, is that the proposal that has been brought forth. No, it hasn't been a proposal yet. So. <laughs> whatever it was, was mentioned, that was whatever, you workshop. Mentioned that whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. And, and I love the idea. I love the idea of trying to reduce the millage. Love it. But from what I talked to county administration, the numbers they gave me, the proposal would reduce homestead owners $5 for the entire year and would reduce $7 for commercial non-homestead people. So we have a choice of reducing the millage where a person's going to only benefit $5 versus putting the money away, like Commissioner Geller was saying, putting millions of dollars away collectively for when there's times are turned bad. And so if we can really help people out and really reduce things that makes a significant impact, I'm for it. But uh, if it's a choice between saving somebody $5 or saving the county millions of dollars for the entire county and public for a rainy day, I think that makes more sense. And, um, and, and, and so I've said my piece on those things. Um, there is one project that I wanted to uh, really talk, just to make sure we're, we're on, on, on par with uh, out of the, our entire budget and the thousands of line items. I, there's one thing that was near and dear to me, and we have a, an educational project that has to do with fighting hate crimes and uh, anti-Semitism and other types of hate crimes. And I just wanted to see if that was uh, fully funded. And I, I, and I do support the, that funding of that. And um, I just wanted to 
see if my other commissioners are in, uh, in agreement with that. Yeah, I think that was the request of around 200 and something thousand dollars, I think it was. I know that Mr. Pierre has um, 100,000 or so put away, and obviously I would support the additional dollars based on the proposal that you've received and based on the authenticity of that proposal. I definitely would be in favor of funding that particular thing as well, Commissioner. So, and I see I'm seeing shaking heads here, so that, okay. Thank you, Mr. Pirro. Um, otherwise, Mr. otherwise, Mayor, um, uh, I just want to also make sure the public knows that, look, we're presented all the time with homelessness issues, that it's very important to fund um, crime, as Commissioner Geller mentioned, uh, we spend half of our budget, hundreds of millions of dollars on Broward Sheriff's Office. We, we, we've been fighting that. Uh, the Sheriff's Office has constantly come to us to increase his budget. Um, and there's been back and forth. The only recent I, we agreed, I agreed as well, is to fund a 911. I don't know if many of you realize that people would call 911 and, and last year the phone would go unanswered or it would take a couple minutes before 911. They didn't have enough staff. And so we increased his budget so he could have enough staff, and hopefully 911 now, I hear, is being properly handled. But um, we have hundreds and thousands, we have thousands of projects, and hopefully uh, we're funding it to, to help our, our community. Anyway, uh, that's all I got. Thank, Thank you, you, Commissioner. Uh, Commissioner Yudin's next. I missed, Commissioner you. Ryan just said earlier, but he's not here right now, so Commissioner Dean, go ahead. Okay, um, just, you know, for the public's edification and, and the commissioners here, my quote-unquote proposal is nothing different than what I've mentioned at every workshop and every other meeting that we've been at. I don't want anybody to think that I'm pulling anything out of left field. So here's a couple comments based on some of the speakers that I, that I heard. And a lot of this has already been touched on, but unfortunately, the way that the property tax valuations and whatnot work throughout the state of Florida that's done constitutionally and by state statute, it really creates a system that is extremely unfair. I mean, the gentleman that was here that just closed on his house this year in Miramar, and he's got 20 other houses on his block, they use the same level of services, but just because based on when one person bought the house versus another, their tax rates are a lot different. And that's nothing that we can do here. I, I do real estate closings in my day jobs many times, and the Broward County property appraiser has a big button on their website to tell homeowners when you're looking and when the realtor says this is your taxes from last year, as soon as that house gets reassessed, those taxes are shooting way up and it's out of everyone up here's hands it's even out of marty it's even out of the property appraiser it is codified in state law that on january 1st of each year they they re, they reassess the property value so the overall statutory scheme that we have in the state of florida is inherently unfair and inherently leads to a lot of problems but there were trade-offs made along the way as this went on and that's why it happened um you know, last year when we had our budget, we saw property values shoot way up, and we were nervous going into the years of COVID of what was going to happen. We, we didn't really know where property values were going to be. There was a lot of apprehension over the last few years when we were here, and property values went through the roof. 
And last year, we took some money and we put it in reserve. I, 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 devote, I, I mentioned some of the same things that I'm going to mention tonight. Um, but what we've seen over the past few years is these property values have gone through the roof in Broward County. And what will happen in the future, you know, who knows? No one thought this was what was going to happen. But we have a severely limited problem with supply of housing, and it's causing all the, all the pricing to go up. And what's that, what that's doing, obviously, we talk about it here on every other Tuesday when we're here. We have major affordability crises throughout Broward County in different pockets of what we do, be it homeowners insurance, be it, be it rent, be it whatever it may be. So all of that stuff flows down to the ultimate person, people that we work for and that pays all our salaries and all our bills, the taxpayers of Broward County. And those taxpayers of Broward County really are stretched to the max for whatever reason, for insurance basis, taxes, HOA fees, whatever it may be. They're stretched to the max. The only thing that I can deal with is what's presented to me. And if there's a proposal on insurance or whatever, I guess we'll look at it at the time. We raise the millage rate usually every year. Our millage rate is composed of three parts. Our millage rate is composed of a general fund millage rate, a capital fund millage rate, and voted debt service. Like Commissioner Bogan said, we went to the taxpayers a number of years ago, and we said, we want to vote for you to tax yourselves, to do an open parks and bond and that kind of proposal. And the voters said, we're going to tax ourselves to do this, and we're going to have a set amount that we're going to pay back on this. And every year the voters have kept their end of the bargain. They've paid back part of these taxes. But every year what we've done is we've taken those dollars when that millage rate has gone down and we've raised the capital millage rate and we've raised the general fund millage rate a con a, an even amount so that the overall millage rate stays the same. But make no mistake, the capital millage rate has gone up every year and the general fund millage rate to the extent that we've taken from that parks bond. What my proposal is, is to keep our promise that we made with the voters and the residents a number of years ago. And in this year, and I'm going to make the motion when it comes time to do it, but to lower the millage rate by the, I think our millage rate this year should be the same capital rate as last year, the same general fund rate as last year, and whatever the budget rate is, from the voted millage rate. And it's going to work out to 5.6504 mills. That's going to be a reduction in the tax rate here. If we can't do it this year, we're never going to be able to do it. This is the year to do it. Property values are up 11%. No person will lose a job over it. As a matter of fact, our hardworking men and women that work for Broward County and the, the, the young lady that spoke before was clearly an error. She got more than a dollar raise last year. She got 4% and she got a, like a $2,000 stipend. She got more of a raise working as a county employee than most of the people that I see that don't work for county government. We're very, this year the same thing is gonna happen. And rightfully so, our county employees work very hard. We also have our economic engines in Broward County, and true, we don't take those dollars from them, but our economic engines are crushing it in Broward County. Our seaport is one of the busiest and one of the best seaports in the nation. Our airport is, you know, 
hitting on all cylinders, and our Greater Fort Lauderdale Convention and Visitors Bureau, I think was up 26% year over year in the revenue that they brought in. So all of those things lead to jobs for, our, for people that are here, jobs in the private sector. I think at the end of the day, we went to taxpayers. We go to them quite often and ask them to vote for things. Commissioner Bogan mentioned the, the vote that we did on the millage uh, for the open park space. Senator Geller mentioned the vote that they did and the teachers, they went, they did it for teachers pay. And our residents, when we've done it with the penny tax. We've asked residents to tax themselves in certain situation. And every time they've kept their end and we've kept our end. And it's time for us to keep our end again. We should be lowering it by the debt millage rate amount so that we at least bend the curve. And yes, Commissioner Bogan, it's not an overall huge amount of money, but if we can't say to our residents that when property values are up 11%, when all three of our economic engines are up and killing it, when our voted debt millage is going down and residents are paying that, and when we have one of the most unaffordable places to live, and make no mistake, lowering these taxes or, or bending the curve down is, is a help for affordable housing as we move forward. So I'm going to make a motion when the time comes to lower the millage rate, uh, and I'll see where it's at. And if there's five votes, it will get done. If there's not five votes, it won't get done. Um, I think that it's something that we should do. I'm not pulling this out of left field. I mention this at every workshop. I've been at every workshop. No programs are going to get cut over it. No employee is going to lose a raise. No employee is going to lose a job. Thank you. Very good. Commissioner Ryan, you're next. We had a number of groups that came up here and uh, mentioned that um, there's a real uh, problem with uh, landlord-tenant relations and a number of people for one reason or another, um, you know, receive that notice of eviction. Uh, and uh, what legal rights do they have? Um, I think there's a couple of legal aid um, societies or groups that had proposed, uh, you know, providing these services, but of course they would like to have some funding from Broward County. Uh, we have in the past uh, provided a small amount of funding for the Legal Aid Society of, of Broward County, Legal Aid of Broward, uh, there's a statewide legal aid agency, but if the need is becoming so great that one agency is not going to be able to, you know, fulfill that entire uh, need, then uh, maybe we should have some type of a process where there can be, um, you know, some competitive solicitations where some of these groups can provide proposals and. Uh, be evaluated objectively. So if we were to put a certain amount of money into a fund uh, to be allocated equitably to those groups that want to provide these services, then maybe we could, uh, you know, go through a process and more of these, you know, bona fide uh, groups, you know, working in earnest and, and working for a little more than to protect, you know, the, uh, the rights of persons, you know, they don't have a lot of means, a lot of income. Um, you know, that's a good thing. But for people just to come up with their groups and say, you know, can I, you know, I'd like to get another two million, I'd like to get this, I'd like to get that. And uh, we're not in a position, I think, to evaluate from the dais, uh, you know, what these, um, you know, the validity and, um, you know, sustainability of the groups are and their effectiveness. So I, I would like if the, uh, I don't know if we can do it uh, in this budget year or whether it would be for next year. But we really need to have, I think, a more 
uh, you know, organized uh, process for, for groups to, uh, to offer these services in the area of, of legal services, but I know there's other, you know, groups that speak about, uh, you know, cultural issues, employment issues, and things like that, uh, that we may want to also look at, at having some kind of, uh, you know, competitive uh, and objective review of that. That would be my first uh, suggestion. The second one is uh, we've had this discussion about uh, the millage and the overall increase in the budget. So in the lean years, what we do is um, because in, in county government, as with the cities and with the state, you're not allowed to deficit spend. In, in other words, you can't spend more money than what you raise in the revenue during that year. Um, the only other way you access the additional money is that you take it out of reserves or, uh, you know, sometimes it's taken out of a capital budget and then it's put into operations. Now, you know, that, that's something that, you know, kind of sustains uh, a county and its uh, effectiveness and its vitality over these periods of time when, uh, you know, uh, you don't have as much in, in tax revenue. This is certainly a, uh, a year of surplus. So the question becomes, and it's a very uh, uh, decent, valid, debatable question, of whether we should uh, reduce the millage. So my only request is this. Whoever wants to propose a decrease in the millage, please have, you know, the intellectual honesty to, to tell us how much money is going to be, you know, taken from each department. And if it's not going to affect, you know, base salaries, if it's not going to affect the effectiveness, well, you should be able to, uh, you know, establish that or you should be able to make your case uh, in that regard. But to just say, you know, cut back the millage and then uh, county administrator, you figure out a way how to do it. Uh, I don't I, I don't agree with that. I think that there needs to be, you know, a real uh, complete uh, logical presentation of how much is being uh, reduced from various departments. Thank you. I got Commissioner McKenzie and followed if, by Commissioner I, Rogers. If I do that, you'll vote for it? It'll certainly review gonna, Okay, good, because uh, I'm going to ask Monica to do it right hold, now. Hold on. Commissioner McKenzie, <laughs> we're, we're going to get to that. Commissioner McKenzie? Well, well, I think we all had some, some good points, and there's, there's a couple of us still that has to be heard. Uh, but even in the workshop the other day, um, I brought right. up some of the same viewpoints as Commissioner Udeen. And I wanted to figure out a way to, to, to give back or refund. And I think we all have that in us somewhere, but we also have to look at the big picture of um, what is in front of us. And I think uh, Senator Geller did an excellent job at, at explaining the pockets. Please don't compliment him too much. Um, <laughs> for once. <laughs> hey, this is my wingman. I got I to ride with him. But, <laughs> but when you look at what we are charging, I want all of you to understand this. We're not the, the big piece. There are other components. Just like you showed up here today, you need to go to Miramar's commission, Fort Lauderdale, Parkland, school board, um, all these other taxing agencies raise the same issues. If we get everybody on the same accord and everyone gives back a couple of dollars, we give the five dollars that we may do today, you'll see a dent. Um, we all face the same problems. I got friends of mine that own hundreds and hundreds of units that are now saying 
between insurance, taxes. Um, they just want to cash it all in and leave. It's just too costly for them to continue to deal with it and then deal with tenants who don't want to pay or to continue raise, to raise rents. People who have been around here for three generations, they don't want that responsibility of renting units anymore because of the cost factor. So it's affected everybody. Um, I saw it in the few properties that I own where I got hit for some, for some big dollars, but that's not the property that's, that's protected. See, the, the homestead is protected. So you don't see a whole lot of movement there, but the other properties, you see huge movements. And I think the big picture here is this, this inflated value that I don't think is there for all of us. All of us one day will be able to go to the bank and cash that in if we need to. But right now we're complaining that it's too much and it's costing me too much. So um, it's like a double-edged double sword. I can't tell you what to do, but what I would like to, do, to address, and I think we, we, I brought it up in the last meeting, uh, how would that look if we did do the rollback? As Christian Dean is talking about, is it, is it the $5? Uh, is it $10? Is it whatever that is, we need to be upfront and transparent with the, with the folks in the audience today and the people who, who are watching us on television that it's, it's going to be $5 a year, $10, or whatever that number comes out to be. I don't calculate that number. Uh, Monica does that. Her and her staff gives us the numbers. But I wanted that A and B example to, to, to share um, uh, with, with, with the constituents. Now, what I do want to address, and because we can't talk, because we can't talk floaterizing, when you came to me and you did your pitch a couple times, um, I also um, uh, asked you to reach the other commissioners, reach out to them, because we can't talk. It's against the law. And I also asked you to reach out to the, uh, to the county administrator uh, to see how we can uh, propose something similar to what uh, Commissioner Ryan was talking about, a competitive pot, because we're already doing these things right now, legal aid and, and uh, rental assistance and, and, and mortgage help. We're, we're, we're doing heavy lifts right now. Um, can we add more? Can we uh, uh, find a better provider? I don't know that that's what they do day in and day out. We're, we're the policymakers. But I do, um, Monica, want to know, is there an opportunity for a uh, 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 Florida Rising uh, to help since um, we, the, the, the demand is up? The demand is up. So um, is there an opportunity to bring someone else in to, to, to play in that role? How much that is, I don't know. Um, you're the expert in that. But is there an opportunity there? And I would also like to see, and I think I hear a lot of us talk about this piece, um, with the mortgage uh, assistance and uh, rental assistance programs, uh, do we have more to put, in, put into that? Because I don't think we can impact um, the millage rate, um, even if we roll it back. I don't think it's going to be a major, major uh, percentage that you're going to see and help for this relief that uh, probably most of you came to the microphone that owns, own, owns your own homes. Uh, indicated uh, these, these, these big impacts. And some of you uh, um, misrepresented the facts, too, on, on, on some things. And, and we, we don't want you doing that, because we're, we're aware of, of, of the facts. And I'm only nine months here. But I can go back historically and tell you that this board has done a very good job of taking care of the employees here. Uh, we're going to do it again this year. 
and uh, we'll do anything we can to try to help uh, our residents uh, sustain themselves here. It is a critical time. It is a critical time, and I've said this uh, time and time again in, in, in meetings that um, I may have, you know, a seven hundred thousand dollar home on 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 the roll, but uh, it's really not seven hundred thousand dollars. Depending on which way the market goes, tomorrow it could be two hundred thousand dollars, but today it's seven hundred thousand dollars, and I don't advise you to go and extract. Uh, that money out unless you can afford to pay it on a monthly basis uh, and, and, and not lose your house in the, in the first 12 months that you go and refinance it. So that's up to you and, and your financial uh, uh, needs and, and, and um, what you can do. But we, in these two areas, I would just like for us to take a look to see if there's something that we can do more of in terms of mortgage and rental assistance and uh, the legal piece of it. Um, um, I'm a landlord too. I, I don't want the legal fight, uh, but there's a right of representation. Um, but at the same time, there's an obligation to pay uh, for your places to stay. What I do like about what you're doing is the educational pieces, the, 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 the wraparound um, 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 processes you do to try to get them um, other housing, try to protect the credit, uh, the, the credit uh, so they, they, can, they can rent again. Because I mean, one eviction, uh, you're pretty much done. Uh, in this industry, and it's going to keep adding to uh, the problems that we already have. I'm not the person that can fix it, but I wanted to talk about it today and just see if there's something that we can do extra uh, for this. And again, we can't talk to each other. When this microphone goes off today, that's it for any business with this, with this, with this county. This is our opportunity to do it. This is the only reason why I brought it up, because I think all of us heard the proposal. We heard your pleas. But this is the time that we can, we can talk about it and um, give you real feedback in terms of what we can and cannot do. And it may not be this budget year, maybe next year, maybe two years from now. But we always have seemed to have figure or figured a way out um, to fix the things that we need to fix in this county. So Monica, if you and your staff can do that, and if the commissioners up here, and all of you have listened uh, to, to, the, to, to the groups today, uh, is there any room uh, for um, more, and is there any money to provide more? Very good. We're going to go through commission discussion first, and we're going to come back with some analysis, okay? Okay. Commissioner Rogers. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. And I want to go straight to the point of those folks that came to this podium and requested of us to listen. They were not looking for a solution two years or three years down the road. They are talking about this budget that we have approved that is in front of us. So I am going to take us to foreclosures and knowing what that is for folks working hard. And we heard of folks who are working and they still can't make it by paying the rent or the mortgages. We still have, are trying to help as much as we can. But when I hear of an attorney appealing to us not just this past meeting, but before, as to the rise in numbers of foreclosures. Have we looked at that Broward County? As we talk about, because it will be, your revenue comes from that stream, so let's not forget it. So as properties devalue, yes, what my colleague was talking about, that reserve, we won't have the dollars to fill that gap. So we have to protect the assets that we depend on to fund everything that we have here. 
All right? So I am saying, and I've advanced conversation, and will continue to do so, that we need to come up with a solution, Broward County. You need to be having the conversation with private sector, with those that are struggling, and see what we can do. As it relates to reducing the millage rate, okay? It's hard for me to say we will never be able to fulfill all of our promises or things that we want. Just like folks, my budget at home, I have to decide on my priorities. And I think this budget addressed the priorities that is immediate. We went over this budget in details and we are filling, we're doing what we need to do for the people of Broward County in the different areas. Rolling back right now, I don't think it's a good idea. Honestly, don't believe it's a good idea because I'm hearing from folks who need additional resources more than we are offering. And I, I'm, I'm not sure what we're gonna do about it because I believe coast to coast legal aid, they are overwhelmed because they're out there talking to those that are in foreclosure, trying to make sure that they're not overrun by the other side having an attorney. The side that deals with our residents and our taxpayers need protection and they're offering those services and they're here for the first time asking Broward County to do something. So if I had a choice between saving $505 a month or $5 a year, I think it's a month, then the it's aggregate a is a year? Uh -huh. Wow. It's even worse than I thought. I thought it was at least $60 for the homestead properties when we talk a year, okay? Alrighty, so I'm saying the aggregate might be something that we can use and make a difference instead of giving it back. For $5, I'll give up my $5 to make sure we do something meaningful that will make a difference like right now because that is a cry that I hear. I heard my colleague educate on the rollback rate and the regular rate and all of that. Fully understand, but our residents might not understand it all. So it's our job to educate, okay? And we did that. Now, and I heard my other colleagues speak to wanting to make sure there's funding in there. Our little pocket, the item to deal with how we discriminate against each other and how we treat each other and all of that. And then we talk about cultural events. The first thing that goes and we don't fund, it's always our cultural events or our parks started looking badly and, and not being safe. Is that what we want? All right, after you've invested in it, you're not putting funding away to re reserves in place to make sure we maintain the investments, the capital projects that we buy. We have to put dollars out to take care of those things, just like you have to do in your homes. So we did, we talked about it. We can't talk outside of this place that we're in, but we can hear what each other are discussing, what you're saying, what your priorities are, and they're all good. And we are taking care of employees, yes we are, and we are taking care of our BSO and making sure that Broad County is safe that we have the right equipment at the right time. We just saw one of our helicopters came out and someone lost their lives just because, all right? So there are things that we must do. And if we had to prioritize, the rollback rate would not give us what we want. We need to make sure public safety 
capital projects are being maintained. We are taking care of our properties and we are being safe here in Broward County. And cultural and sports tourism is equally as important as some of the other things that we want to do and would do because it's good to have your mental state and whatever you have to do to keep your, your mind sound in these days. So having something to do, so I'm not cutting anything to do with our cultural department or our sports, whatever activities we can do to keep our residents occupied and, and safe. So that's my take on just briefly based on piggybacking on everything that was said earlier. I just wanted to amplify those things and to make sure my Monica knows that I'm watching the items that are in the budget that represent some of the things that I would like to see here in Broward County. Thank you. Thank you. Commissioner Furr, did you have any comments before myself? Commissioner Furr. Uh, I'll be real quick uh, because I think most of it has been said. Um, first, I do want to thank the um, citizens that came out to speak. Um, very eloquent, and I think it gives us a good picture um, of what many of our residents are going through. And I think we always need to keep that keep that front and center. Um, I also really appreciated what um, a couple of you all had to say. Uh, Senator Geller's um, explanation was excellent. Um, I do I do um, understand what Commissioner Eugene is is aiming for. But the one of the things that I think, having been here since 2014, when I first got here, I, I, I saw the capital budget and that it had been decimated um, primarily because of the recession of during 2010, 2011, 2012. It is only now starting to get back to where we are being able to take care of the parks, the libraries, every government building there is. And these are the things that people use. On, and they use it on a daily basis. Um, so, you know, I, 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 I see the need for that. I do, I do think that we've put, we're putting money where it is most needed. You know, we've looked at, we've gone, we've been at workshops for months now to try to make sure that, the, that, we're, that our priorities are straight um, and, they are, and they are with the people that we serve. So I, uh, I am not going to support a rollback uh, because I don't think I don't think the small amount that that it would bring is worth the um, is worth it uh, to be to be perfectly honest. Um, I think the the money that we are have, are dedicating to services throughout this county um, are you know I think that money is prioritized correctly and right now I'm going to support it in the way that thank you very much. Thank you, Commissioner, for I'll have my comments and then we'll get some statistics and then we'll go to round two if necessary. Um, and I don't want to be repetitive because we have had workshops on this particular items and but I think it's important for myself to put on the record certain items and I want to uh, compliment uh, Senator Geller for bringing that specific uh, example of taking a tax bill and seeing exactly what portion goes actually to Broward County and all the other dollars go to the other agencies, as I said earlier, we're just not, we're just one taxing authority. And an example most recently, um, and I come from a background in a municipal mayor of a quite large city in Broward County, Pompano Beach, and, and I kidded in the, in, the, uh, in the budget workshop that my city manager was so tight his shoe squeaked. 
but it was a good thing. And it was a good thing in the sense that um, those who have been around a long time knows what the cycles are. We have cycles that are in good times, and then, of course, we come down to not so good times, and recessions might occur, and then we go back up again. And we're in that cycle where we're kind of up in the peak right now. And so it's very important for us as a government, as in Poplar Beach we did, is to have enough reserves to be able to weather those storms. And most important, so you don't have to raise millage rates. If you decrease today, but then all of a sudden we go through a hard recession, now we have to increase millage just to provide the services that we do on a normal basis in Broward County. I'm a huge proponent of public safety, uh, and I'm okay with that being 54, 55% of our budget because public safety, in my opinion, is most important for our residents. Example, most recently the tragedy that occurred with the aircraft, uh, we were able, or Mr. Superior was able to have enough dollars available to spend $15 million to buy another aircraft. What would happen if we didn't have those dollars available in the reserves or certain accounts for those opportunities we would be in bad shape and therefore public safety would definitely suffer acting the day and then looking of course to buy future aircraft either in the immediate future etc we need dollars to be able to have those dollars available to us broward county unfortunately is not immune to inflation uh, we uh, deal with inflation just like everybody else does so the cost of services rise on multiple venues so we have to make up those dollars somewhere and to cut millage might affect that and we're going to talk about that momentarily the economic engines that we deal with obviously are enterprise funds so i don't really need to get into that aspect of it but kind of the good news of having um the workshops gives administration and gives us as a board an opportunity to dissect and and analyze comments that are made uh, in those uh, workshops, and I absolutely uh, would be in favor of reducing a millage rate if it made economic sense in the, as you spread it out, it sounds good at the beginning, but what are those dollars and truly save a homeowner at the end of the day? And number two, what do you have to cut? So if you do cut millage rates, something is affected. I don't care, you can't say something well services and so forth are not effective but something has to be effective and i think what commissioner dean was saying he said obviously he was ready to share that i know that mr piero would you share with us now the analytics of that would be as far as what in turn the savings would be exactly the amount on a homestead and non-homestead property and then in turn what are those items that would be affected on the capital component and you've heard about uh, Commissioner Fur being here much longer than I have, where he saw the capital budget suffer, and we're coming back. And so, if we don't do capital proxies today, if we put it off two years from now, I think Commissioner uh, McKenzie talking about this, do one or two years out. What are those costs going to be at that point? That we have to do a capital improvement is going to be twice, half, 100% more cost effective with supply chains, etc. Everybody else goes through. So, you know, we need to do capital. We need to take care of our properties today to make sure that they are available to our residents of Broward County. So I'd like to hear those two numbers to the board is the cost savings of what maybe do a rollback, what Commissioner Dean was talking about, and then, and then what capital projects would be affected if we can do that right now. So Mr. Pierre, could you do those two items for us? 
Yes, sir. Thank you. And um, taking copious notes, and, and, and you know, many of um, many of the the fundamental uh, policy values that when we put this budget together is based on the priorities that you all have set and the priorities that um, through all those many budget workshops and conversations that we've had. Um, so all of those uh, dollars are reflected in this budget to, to align with the priorities of this board and of the community. Um, so to answer directly your questions, uh, Mayor, um, so a couple of you have um, very accurately stated what the average, uh, what the taxpayer impact for that proposed reduction that uh, Commissioner Udine has proposed. The average homestead taxpayer will have an annual savings of $4.24. The average non-homestead property owner would have a savings of $6.89 for the year. So, um, you know, what, but what that does, and the other part of your question, Mr. Mayor, was about um, on, the, on the other side, what does that do to the budget? Um, and so how those dollars are appropriated or recommended to be appropriated um, predominantly are live in that capital, general capital um, uh, area of the budget, which also allows us to put a lot more money into the operating reserves because we're using those funds for capital um, investments, to protect our capital investments that we, for many years, as Commissioner Furr mentioned, had not been able to maintain our facilities um, to protect the investments. And so while there might be an annual amount that would be cut from the budget, that is spread through five years of the capital budget. So there would be a compounding impact of over about $30 million. Um, and so, you know, should the board decide to do um, a, a reduction in millage as has been proposed, um, I would then, I can go through a, a number of capital projects that we would need to um, reduce. I think it's um, important for the public to hear as well and then the board to hear as well. Okay. So, um, you know, I, in anticipation potentially of this, of this conversation, we did um, go through the budget on the capital side to look at what that might look like. And for example, um, one of the priorities that this board had set was the 911 uh, law records management system. That was a priority that was set um, not just by uh, the BSO and the sheriff, but also by all the law enforcement community. And we've been working with them on the technology roadmap, and it's something that would help um, efficiencies uh, in the public safety uh, world. Uh, that's about a $5 million um, project that we have been able to fund with one-time capital money. Um, You've got uh, Capital uh, Cultural Center that we're talking about that's extended into the five years. That's another project that we would have to uh, reduce um, to accommodate this. We've got um, a number of projects in the Judicial co Capital Complex that's funded with this one-time general capital money, um, 500 car garage that's associated with uh, the Judicial Complex. Um, Central Broward, uh, uh, regional park, the grandstand bleachers that you always had had directed me to um, support as well. Um, parks and Recreation um, headquarters building. Uh, we've talked about facilities maintenance. That's also dollars that are used there, and so that would um, be something that we could consider to reduce. These are all options. They're not that they have to do all of them. These are the types of projects that we fund with these dollars. Um, and then um, fleet vehicle replacement, 
um, for our own fleet as well. Um, and, and of course, um, there's, a, there's other projects, but those are the ones that we had immediately looked at that were from the same uh, a portion of the same general um, capital revenue stream. Okay, very, very good. Now we're going to go to round two. Yes, Commissioner sure. Dean. I don't need a round two. I just want to. You go ahead. I can count. I mean, Dr. Shreve's here. But we need to come up with $30 million out of the capital budget based on keeping our commitment with taxpayers. How much did we just pay for the land across the street? $60 million? Yeah. Roughly. That's in our capital budget? Roughly. Right. So, so we just bought a piece of land for $60 million. So I'm cool. I know it's not going to pass. I, this is not me laying anybody out on there. I mentioned this at every workshop. Not everybody was at every workshop. And I said, I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to keep the commitment that we have with taxpayers. But I don't want to unfund E911. The helicopter, the money was there in the budget. The money's been in there in, there in the budget. From the reserves. Yeah. From the reserves. Well, we always have reserves because we budget at 95% and we collect a little bit more than that. 1% can be a big number. But that's a story for another day. I get it. We could go through a laundry list of everything that we would theoretically have to cut. And just for the public out there, no salary has to get cut, no employee has to lose a job, no program has to get cut by $1. These are capital dollars that need to be done. So we have a $60 million piece of land that we just brought, bought from across the street. That's not in your little summary. We could solve the whole problem by that $30 million. We have X number of hundreds of millions of dollars for buildings that we want to redo that maybe we need to, maybe we don't need to. Maybe we could buy a government center at a lesser of a price. I understand. I personally don't need a round two. I could answer the question that Commissioner Ryan asked if I asked you, but it's, I'm not going to go through that exercise if it's futile. Does anybody under what I propose by keeping the, the, the promise that we made with voters lose a job in Broward County? No, sir. Does anybody get less of a raise that we have there? Everybody's making more next year than, what, than this year. No, Commissioner. No, so nobody loses anything. What programs from our general fund do we not fund? As I mentioned, these are general capital dollars. Okay. That, I think the, 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 I think the, the focus is on the capital part, the, right? Facilities. So, what capital, so we would have to go through our capital budget and say that we don't. So I just gave one right there. We could sell a $60 million piece of land, and now we have $30 million, and we're still ahead of the game. But that being said, I know we're not, we don't need to go through that exercise because, like, as I've heard up here in the past, I can't get to five, so I understand, and it's fine. But I just don't want it to be out there that I'm talking about E911, that I'm talking about things that relate to public safety because it can be done without doing that. And I, I again say, if you're not going to be able to lower it now, you're never going to be able to lower it, and every dollar helps. Five dollars is not a lot, but our overall budget of what we're taking in is not the biggest part. If everybody, if every taxing agency that's on this bill lowered it by a little bit, it would make things a lot affordable. Those are my comments. Commissioner Bogan? Commissioner Dean, you're a smart guy. Yep. And I want to help everybody here just like you do. And I think everybody sitting on this dais, but people in this audience didn't come here to save $4.25. Let me finish. People didn't come here. If we're going to talk about cutting, 
Let's talk about deep cuts where we cut away services and cut away things where the, where the community, well, if we're gonna help people, this is all about helping people, right? It's not about anything, but let me finish. This is about helping people. So if we wanna help people, either we keep what we're doing or we really, because people did, I don't think people showed up here to so we could cut, save them $4.25. I think they wanna see significant savings. So, but, but, but you've been talking a long time, as you're right, you've been talking a long time about this, but if we're going to do a deep cut, we have to look at what programs we're going to cut and what services we're going to cut, and we can't do this tonight. So I, I, my, the reason I'm saying this is either we're going to be, I, I think either this commission is going to be sincere, thank you, about helping people significantly, or we decide that we're going to put this money in reserves, we have an $8 billion plus budget, and we don't even have, we have a minuscule in reserves. God forbid, we have less than 200 million in, in reserves, correct? correct? I'll get you have? that number exactly. Pardon me? She's gonna get that number to you I'll exactly. Get you that number I mean, exactly. If, if, so my, my point is, is I love that you wanna, uh, I'm in agreement with you, let's do something to help people, but if we're gonna do something to help people, let's make an impact on them. But that takes time and effort and a study of what we're going to cut, whether it's cut the building that we bought or cut other things. But talking today about cutting something where they're going to get $4.25, I want them, I want everyone to know, I want to help people too. And I think our mayor wants to help people and I think our commissioners want to help. But to say we're going to cut and, and do something for $4.25, to me, it's, it's ridiculous. And, 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 and I think we need to come back here maybe for the next budget and talk about something significant. Just to okay. answer hold your on. question. Hold, hold on. Uh, only because I, I was personally like. Oh, oh, let me, Ms. Sapiro, answer. I, I just wanted to answer your question. And it's $210 million reserves. Okay, $210 million. What is that? What percent of that is our $8.6 billion budget? 2.4%. Okay. Is the $8.6 billion from ad valorem taxes or from the different agencies and enterprise funds? That's not, the entire budget. Yeah, you're not even talking about the but, same numbers. So here's the deal. Well, I'm, getting, I'm getting the number from the okay. administration. Well, but the numbers that they're giving you are numbers that are not apples to apples comparison. Commission, Senator Geller. Oh, hold on, three, Commissioner three. Dean. Hold on, hold on. Okay, Commissioner, hold, hold quick hold on. Commissioner Dean, you're done? Well, not really. I mean, I mean, I mean you, I, wanna, you I, got the mic well, right now. I haven't okay. finished. Okay. <laughs> I haven't finished. I was getting something from. I like uh, this. Let's rewind. Let's rewind. I'm not, I'm not, Commissioner Bogan, you had the floor. Yes, sir. Commissioner Udine responded. Do you yes. still have additional comments yeah, before uh, we move on? Can, Minister, can you please respond to the comment made by Commissioner Udine that it's not apples to apples? I want to know the bottom line. That is straight. correct. You asked yeah, me the correct. question what the total reserve whoa, 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 was, and it's $210 million. And then you asked the question about what is the $210 million as a percent of our entire $8.6 billion budget. And that is what the 2.4%. That is, all those are accurate statements. What Commissioner Udine, what I believe what he was alluding yeah, to is it, that the $8.6 billion is not just, you know, the is it, oh, so we're talking general about, okay. fund. So that, that is, okay. I just wanted to okay. make sure it, you're both correct. Mm -hmm. It's just the, the questions okay. are, are different. All, all, all my point is, is all my point, I, I'm going to just finish by saying, my point is, is that I want to, I want to help the, the voters and the people of this county as much as anybody else. But, um, but the only proposal, which is yours, and I appreciate that, but 
when you weigh the $4.25 versus let's put in millions of dollars versus in reserve to make sure we have you know, more reserves for our programs, help homelessness, other programs, um, you know, otherwise I'd rather see something more significant. I, I respect your comments. I agree with a lot of what you're saying. They're not giving you the same numbers that I'm talking about. These dollars have nothing to do with homeless reserves. And it's fine because we're all throwing words out here. They don't all mean the same thing. We had budget workshops on some of this. This was not my proposal today. We had three meetings. I talked about some of this. We've talked about all these things. We've had these kind of things. It doesn't have to be $4.50 or whatever it is. I'm just talking about the commitment that we made with voters when we went out there. And that's what we said. We said, you're going to tax yourself. You're going to pay it back. So to say that we're not raising those two parts of the millage, we are. They've been paying it every year. Otherwise, let's not make that commitment with voters. Let's say when we bring something to you for a tax, it's forever because we're never giving it back to you because that's what we're saying here. The second thing I'll say is, I just gave you 30, I, Monica is correct in what she said that I need to come up with $30 million over five years in the capital budget based on that bond amount, correct? Because it's $5 million recurring every year. It is, but within the general capital, capital. budget, okay. the general capital um, funded portion of okay. the capital budget. I'm happy to do, I'm happy to sit at the workshop and come up with more numbers. The county has dollars. The county has money that we can use. If we can't give money back to the taxpayers, then we're doing something wrong. And I believe that. I'm, I've been to every budget workshop. We've talked about this. The dollars are there. And everyone keeps throwing the same thing and different things into the same pot. This doesn't affect the tourism. This doesn't affect the cultural dollars. This doesn't affect the data. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That being said, I know I don't have the votes. I'm going to make the motion. It's going to fail. We don't have to have to. Hold, hold on. It's, let's, let's, first of all, let's all have a take a deep breath. We're all passionate. I understand that. Let's take a deep breath. We're going to move on to further discussion. Senator Geller's got some comments to make. Thank you. First, I have a question for Mr. Perro. We're talking about a reducing millage from currently five point. Uh, uh, 5306, there, we're talking about a 0 .0186 That's reduction. How much does this year, how much does that 0 .0186 generate? It's about five, a little over $5 million. This year? That's correct. Okay. Now, right. let me say a couple quick items. First, we've all heard 25% is the county. That's true. I've run the numbers while I've been sitting here. Um, the, it's 24, county is 24.587% of taxes. But when you look at this year's increase, county is only 13.798%. You know what that shows? The county has been fiscally prudent. Our share, our reduction our increase, total increase, is much lower than the overall total increase. Total increase is, if I round to the nearest percent, 25% on all of the taxing entities, while ours is 14%. So it does show we've been prudent. Number two, I heard people talk about Save Our Homes. Commissioner McKenzie was talking about that the bad times will come and housing values will will go down, what people need to realize 
and I've seen this. I went through this in the legislature. We have the, I was in there when we had the Great Recession. And housing values could be 500,000 one year, go down to 200 the next year, and then third year go back to 500. Well, guess what? When that happened, you reset at the 200, and then Save Our Homes is capped at the 2%. So at the 200,000, only at 3%. So when the inevitable housing value crash comes, that's going to reset everybody's uh, save our homes value at a much lower number. The last thing that I want to say is, Commissioner Udine, you are being intellectually honest. I appreciate what your proposal is. I disagree, but I, your argument is an intellectually honest argument about reducing the millage because it's been paid on that. I, I accept that. I don't think we're going to have to cut any services. What I think will happen is we're going to end up cutting 5 million or slightly over 5 million of our reserves. And that's what my problem is. You heard me say it earlier. These are one of the good times. When we have good times, we build our reserves. We tap them in the lean times. I'm not accusing you. I think you're being intellectually honest. I'm not accusing you of cutting this, that, or the other, because we won't have to this year. But it's the reserves that we will be cutting. And I regretfully, what was that? That winter is coming on Game of Thrones? Winter will be coming. Mm -hmm. I don't know when. I hope it doesn't. But I know we're going to have an economic downturn at some point. And when that happens, we're going to need those reserves. It's not going to be this year, hopefully. But we need those reserves. And that's why, even though you're being intellectually honest, I can't support that. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I think the discussion has been extremely healthy, uh, not only for this board to understand, but also to the public. So I don't think there's any hard feelings in any way, shape, or form. It should never be. It's just healthy discussion. Does anybody else have any comps before we move on to start voting on these matters? Round three. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very good. Now that our commissioner comments are complete, that's what my script says, yes. the board will vote to adopt the tenant millage rate and budget. There's a motion on resolution number 2023 as 561 establishing the tenant millage rate for the general county purposes. I know that I think Commissioner you might want to make an amendment to that, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm going to make an amendment that we lower the millage rate this year to 5.645%, which, by the way, is a drop lower than that bond amount because I heard comments that people didn't only want to go down $4. That was, the, that was the second number we spoke about today. That becomes like a $6 million thing. And if I, and I, so my, my, my amended motion is 5.645%. Is there a second to that amendment? I'll second. Okay, it's been a second by Commissioner McKenzie. Is there any further discussion on the item, on the amendment? Okay, so let's uh, vote on the amendment. Obviously, yes in favor of the amendment. No, it's not in favor of the amendment. All in favor of the amendment say aye. Aye. Opposed? No. Nay. Aye. Okay, so the motion fails. No. Motion fails. So we're now back on the original resolution, 2023-561, establishing the tenant millage rate for the general purposes. Is there a motion to approve? Move approval. Senator Geller moves it. Second by Commissioner Rogers. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? No. 
Okay, so therefore it goes to, uh, you good? All right, it goes seven to one, is that correct? No, seven, yeah, eight to, yes, seven to one, so that does pass, all right? Mayor, so, can, Mayor can, may I say one thing, now that we voted? I, I just, well, point of order. Uh, excuse uh, me, uh, excuse me. A no, point of order proceeds it. Uh, if Commissioner Furr is not present, does his vote on the budget, Village? Um, uh, yes, it does. Uh, if I want it, Mr. Myers, would you uh, clarify that with in the microphone, please? Okay. It can be reflected in the record. Yes. Yes. That's the. That's what I thought. Yes. I want to make sure that you can say that. Okay. Before the point of order, Mayor, I just wanted to go on record saying, well, I support the reduction as Commissioner Udine. I want the only reduction I would support is something that would be meaningful. I think you said that already, Commissioner Bogan, just, yeah. so I don't think yeah. it's night. Thank We're going to move on to the second item, okay? Is there a motion on resolution number 2023-562, adopting the tenant millage budget for the general county purposes? Move approval. Senator moves it. Is there a second? Second. Second by Commissioner McKenzie. Any further discussion? All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries 8-0, I believe. That's correct. Thank you. The public hearing on item A, the general countywide millage rate and budget, is now closed. The public hearing is open on the proposed millage rate intended to budget rate for the Broward Municipal Service District to provide funds for municipal level services in the unincorporated area of Broward County. The proposed millage rate for this purpose is 2.3353, which represents a 12.74% increase in property taxes as compared with a rollback rate of 2.0714. The county administrator will give an overview of the millage and budget for the Broward Municipal Services District. Ms. Sapiro. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Broward Municipal Service District millage rate remains the same for fiscal year 24. The county continues its investment in the Broward Municipal Services District, which is reflected in a 15.88% growth in the property tax roll. The average homestead property owner will pay approximately $8 more than the prior year based on the increase in property values capped by Save Our Homes. Very good. Mr. Anderson, are these public speakers on this item? There's one speaker signed up, Jesse Scipio. Jesse, would you please come forward? HOA president for yeah. Boulevard Gardens, yeah, BMSD. You. Good evening, uh, Mayor and Commissioners. Yeah, thank you for allowing me to speak to tonight. Uh, again, I heard the, the report on the budget for the BMSD district and uh, been in this uh, county for about you know, 50 years, living in Boulevard Gardens probably 30 of those years. And I've uh, seen uh, a little improvement in the BMSD zone. Funding, uh, again, is lacking. I mean, we you have, you quote voting funding, but where does it go? We don't see anything uh, uh, in improvements hardly at all. I think it's one of the most marginalized and underserved uh, communities there in the county. Uh, when, I, when I say that, because uh, I, I hear about uh, funding for this and funding for that, but I've, uh, oh, let's take, for example, Broward Boulevard corridor, that uh, commercial corridor, for 50 years, 30, 40 years, it's been the same. When you look on the south side, you see Walmart, everything else is going up, but nothing's being done on outside. There's a Garden Park project. I don't know where that is now. I think it's on the 19th, there's a hearing for that, and I'll be back to speak on that. But there's been some improvement in the um, BSM's, uh, BMS zones, uh, district. <clears throat> Let me slow down now. Uh, again, infrastructure. 
talk about homes and all the, all the people talk about their homes and how much they're paying. When uh, it rains and floods, I mean, you can't get out of your home. I mean, you love your home. But what, the infrastructure in the area need to be improved. They clean the drains, sure enough, but I think it's old and they're adequate, antiquated and need to be uh, improved, uh, improved to the point of renewal, not just going in getting sludge out of a, a drain because that helps a little, a little bit, but not much. So I'm asking uh, the commission to uh, consider uh, funding. You say you fund it, but uh, give us funding so that we can see some improvement there. Safety, uh, I hear about it's good. BSO got the funding, but again, policing is, uh, is inadequate. Safety is inadequate, so we need to do something about the BMSD. Thank you. Thank you, sir, so much. Is there anyone else from the oh, public? I want to make a comment. Just, hold on. Okay. We're going to now close the <clears throat> public comment, and we're going to now take commission discussion. I'm just going to let Reverend Scipio, um, I've been here nine months now, and I've got boots on the ground, and I, um, I assure you that you're going to see significant um, change in the BMSD. Uh, even uh, Broadview, where Senator Geller uh, spoke earlier about how you basically have a commissioner that is directly responsible uh, for your area and those dollars. And I'm that person for those four unincorporated uh, pockets. He's the, he's the fifth pocket of the large pieces. And um, I guarantee you, we've already changed language in uh, some of our land uses, uh, zoning to try to attract um, the developers uh, to, to that area, um, not to displace people, but that's what we did on the south side. I was the commissioner there for, for eight and a half years. That stuff happened as a result of me, boots on the grounds, understanding what monies were available, fighting for, I don't think I have to fight for anything on this day as I think we are all in to improve Broward County as a whole. So we are, we, we are here. Um, you'll see um, some improvement, I think, very, very, very soon. Thank you, Commissioner McKenzie. Any further discussion on this particular item? Seeing none, is there, is there, hold on, I gotta read the record. Is there a motion on resolution number 2023-563 establishing the tentative millage rate for the Broward Municipal Services District? Been moved by Senator Geller, seconded by Commissioner McKenzie, if I can? Absolutely. Okay, very good. Uh, all in favor say aye. 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 I got it. Waiting for Commissioner for <clears throat> All right. Anybody opposed? Aye. Aye. I got gotcha. you. Anybody opposed? So now that is 7-0, I believe, at this particular time. Thank you. Is there a motion on resolution number 2023-564, adopting the tentative budget for the Broward Municipal Services District? Is there a motion? Move approval. Senator Geller moves it. Of course. Uh, Commissioner McKenzie seconds it. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion, motion carries 7-0. Thank you. The public hearing on item B, the Broward Municipal Service District Millage Rate and Budget, is now closed. Item C, Fire Rescue Municipal Service District Millage Rate and Budget. The public hearing is open on the proposed uh, millage rate intended to budget for the Fire Rescue Municipal Service District to provide funds for fire rescue services in the unincorporated area. The proposed millage rate for this purpose is 2.6191, which represents a 12.74% increase in property taxes as compared to the rollback rate of 2.3231. County Administrator will give an overview of the Fire Rescue Municipal Service ta District tax rate. The Fire Rescue Municipal Service tax millage rate remains the same for fiscal year 24. 
the average homestead property owner will pay approximately $9 more than the prior year based on the increase in property values capped by Save Our Homes. Mr. Anderson, any public wish to speak on this matter? No, sir. Okay. Uh, before we go ahead and start, I just want to know if Commissioner Boga wanted to do an affirmative uh, vote on the last two motions. Yes, sir. Okay, so that would make it an 8-0. Uh, vote. I just want to make sure. I think that's where Mr. Myers was going. Did, did I read his mind? Yes, sir. Okay, very good. All right, now the public portion is closed on this particular item. Any further commission discussion before we move on? Seeing none, is there a motion on resolution number 2023-565 establishing the tentative millage rate for the Fire Rescue Municipal Service District? I have a, a motion from Commissioner McKenzie and seconded by Senator Geller. All in favor say aye. 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 There we go. Opposed? Motion carries 8-0. Commissioner Furr, a little bit more quicker to draw. We would appreciate that. I'm just kidding you. I'll try that. Okay. <laughs> Is there a motion or resolution number 2023-566 adopting the tentative budget for the Fire Rescue Services District Budget, Municipal Services District Budget? I'll move it. Moved right. by Commissioner McGinsey, second by Senator Geller. All in favor say aye. 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 Hey, where's this? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries 8-0. Public hearing on item C of the Fire Rescue Municipal Service District Millage Rate and Budget is now closed. The public hearing is open on the proposed millage rate intended to budget for the street lighting sub-district to provide funds for street lights in portions of the unincorporated area. The proposed millage rate for the, this purpose is, is 0 0.3743, which represents a 12.81% increase in property taxes as compared with a rollback rate of 0 0.3318. The county administrator will give an overview of the street lighting sub-district tax. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. The street lighting sub-district tax rate remains the same for fiscal year 24. The average homestead property owner will pay approximately $1 more than the prior year based on the increase in property values capped by Save Our Homes. Very good. Anyone from the public to speak on this matter? No, sir. Seeing none, any commission discussion before we begin the motions? Seeing none, is there a motion on resolution number 2023-567 establishing the tentative millage rate for the street lighting sub-district? Move by Senator Geller, seconded by Commissioner Udine. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries 8-0. Is there a motion on resolution number 2023-568 adopting the tentative millage, excuse me, the tentative budget for the street lighting sub-district budget? Move approval. The same thing, but I guess it's different, okay? Second. Moved by Senator Geller, second by Commissioner Dean. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries 8-0. Thank you. The public hearing on item D in the street lighting sub-district millage rate and budget is now closed. The public hearing is open on the proposed special assessment within the Fire Municipal Services District. This non-ad valorem assessment provides funds for fire services in the unincorporated area. The county administrator will give an overview of the proposed fire non-ad valorem assessment rates. Fire assessment rates remain the same for fiscal year 24 as detailed in Appendix C to Resolution Number 20. 23-569. Anyone public to speak on this matter? No, sir. Before we close, any commission discussion before we move on? Seeing none, is there a motion on resolution number 
569 establishing the special assessment rates within the fire municipal services district. Got it from Senator Geller, second by Commissioner Dean. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries 8-0. The public hearing on item E, this fire special assessment, is now closed. Public hearing is open on the proposed special assessment within the garbage and trash collection of Municipal Services District. The County Administrator will give an overview of the proposed non-Avalorum assessment rate. Single-family homes and multifamily complexes with nine units or less that pay this assessment will experience a change for fiscal year 24. The rate is increasing by $20 from $330 to $350. As you are aware, the community is particularly focused on the rising costs of waste disposal, a national phenomenon. This, along with the cost for collection and disposal, results in this change. Mr. Anderson, are any speakers signed up for this? No, sir. Of the portion closed, any other further commission discussion? Seeing none, is there anyone else? Of course, I already said that on the reading script. Is there a motion or resolution number 2023-570 establishing the special assessment rates within the garbage and trash municipal services district? Move approval. Second. Moved by Senator Geller, second by Commissioner Dean. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? <coughs> motion carries 8-0. The public hearing for item F, the garbage and trash special assessment, is now closed. The public hearing is open on the proposed village rate intended budget for the water control district number two. For FY24, there is a reduction in this village rate compared to the prior fiscal year. The proposed village rate for this purpose is 0.1223, which represents a 10.78% increase in property taxes as compared with a rollback rate of 0.1104. Any speakers wish on this item, Mr. Anderson? No, sir. Public portion closed. Any commission discussion? Seeing none. Is there a motion on resolution number 2023-571 establishing the tentative millage rate for the water control district number two? Thank you, Commissioner okay. McKenzie. Commissioner McKenzie moves it. Senator Geller seconds. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries 8-0. <laughs> Is there a motion on resolution number 2023-572 adopting the tentative millage budget, excuse me, top the tentative budget for the water control district number two budget? Move approval. Second. Moved by Senator Geller, second by Commissioner McKenzie. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. Got it. I know you were aye as a positive manner. That passes 8-0. Thank you. Public hearing on item G, the Water Control District 2 millage rate and budget is now closed. The public hearing is now open on proposed millage rate intended budget for Water Control District number 3. For FY24, there is a reduction in this millage rate compared to the prior fiscal year. Proposed millage rate is 0 0.1, excuse me, 0 0.1. 1325, which represents a 2.87% increase in property taxes as compared with the rollback rate of 0 0.1288. Any speakers on this, Mr. Anderson? No, sir. Seeing none. Any further commission discussion? Seeing none. Is there a motion on resolution number 2023-573 establishing the tentative millage rate for water control district number three? Mr. Menzies moves it, second by Commissioner Udine. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. Motion carries 
Is there a motion on resolution number 2023-574 adopting the tenant millage rate for the water control district number three budget? The budget. Sorry? It's Sam. adopting the budget for the water control district. Yeah, whatever she said. Adopting the tenant budget for the water, did I not read that properly? I'm sorry. You corrected me, correct? Moved by Commissioner Dean, second by Senator Geller. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. Motion carries 8-0, thank you. Public hearing on item H, the Water Control District Number 3 millage rate and budget is now closed. The public hearing is open on the proposed millage rate intended to budget for Water Control District Number 4 and 3 sub-districts. For FY24, there was a reduction in the sub-district 4A millage rate compared to the prior fiscal year. Proposed millage rate for sub-district 4A is 0 0.0121 which represents a 5.22% increase in property taxes as compared to the rollback rate of 0.0115. The proposed millage rate for the sub-district 4B is 0.0318, which represents a 10.03% increase in property taxes compared to a rollback rate of 0.0289. The proposed millage rate for the sub-district 4C is 0.12. 76, which represents a 13.52% increase in property taxes compared to rollback rate of 0.1124. Anyone from the public wish to speak on this matter? No, sir. Very good. Any further commission discussion? Seeing none or hearing none. There is a motion on resolution for 2023-575 establishing tentative millage rate for water control district number four and its sub-districts. Senator Gittle moves it. Second. Thank you, Commissioner Udine. Thank you so much. It's been moved and second. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? A motion passes 8-0. Commissioner Bogan, I'm very disappointed in you're not making motions. Is there a motion on resolution number 2023-576 adopting the tentative budget for the water control district number move four it. and its sub-districts? Move it. Move it by Commissioner. Three times move it. Bogan. I'll second it. Seconded by Commissioner second. McKenzie. You can't move oh, that second. Here we have it straight. Commissioner Bogan moves it. Commissioner <laughs> McKenzie seconds. seconds it. I didn't want to. I, I suddenly unleashed the line when I made that comment earlier. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? The motion carries 8-0. The public hearing item I. Is that correct? Water Control District number 4, Millage Rates and Budgets is now closed. Commissioner Mudeen's in Meyer's favor, the Kokomar. The public hearing is open on the proposed millage rate and tentative budget for unit area number one of the Kokomar Water Control District. For FY24, there's a reduction in this millage rate compared to the prior fiscal year. The proposed millage rate for this purpose is 0 0.1363, which represents a 9.65% increase in property taxes as compared to a rollback rate of 0 0.1243. Anyone from the public on this matter? No, sir. Seeing none, any further commission discussion? Move it. Seeing none, is there a motion or resolution Move, move number 2023-577 establishing the tentative millage rate for unit area number one of the Kokomore Water Control District? Commissioner Bogan moves it. And Commissioner McKenzie seconds it. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. Opposed? Motion carries 8-0. Is there a motion? <laughs> he is affirmative. He is affirmative. He is affirmative. 
I moved it, but I was is, thinking. Is about there it. a motion or resolution number 2023-578 adopting the tentative budget for the Kokomoa Water Control District? Moved by Commissioner Udine. Is there a second? second. By, by Commissioner McKenzie. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries 8-0. The public hearing on item J, the Kokomoa Water Control District millage rate and budget is now closed. And finally, thanks for everybody's patience and understanding and obviously very productive conversation. There will be a public hearing to finalize the county's millage rates and budgets at 5.01 p.m. on Tuesday, September the 19th at the Broward County Government Center East, room 422, which we are in right now, 115 South Andrews Avenue, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. This concludes the Broward County public hearing to adopt tentative budgets, tax rates, and final assessment rates for FY24. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for attending. We will see you soon. This means adjourn.